This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. All right, man, let's get this shit cracking. Uh, shit. I don't know what's going to be the music and shit. We'll figure out some music, some tunes for these niggas. Uh, but fuck it, we right back at it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Weekend Culture, episode 38. I am your host, 38 Special. 38 Special. What's good? I am your host, Ann Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. who from Chicago? Uh, shit, Ant Herbo. <laughs> <laughs> I got my nigga in the building with me, Jay. What up? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the podcast whisperer. AKA who from Chicago, the the JLC. <laughs> Shout out to GLC, dog. <laughs> Nigga, AKA Jesse. <laughs> no Jesse. Oh, dog. shit. And uh, this week, we review the season two premiere of Showtime's The Shy. I'm so lit, nigga. Twister. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crucial conflict, nigga. Smoking nigga. on hay in the middle D-Wade. of the D-Wade. D-Wade last game in Miami tonight, man. Yeah, man. I might cry. I be crying on niggas' last games. I be I emotional I about random shit, nigga. I don't got the emotional attachment to D-Wade at all. I, You know what? I had it before LeBron. I didn't have it during the Miami years with Bron at all. And then I got it back. It was a one. It was a one little run. Yeah. Fold LeBron. Yeah. When him and Kobe, and we was trying to get the score and yeah. title. And he, when him and Kobe was battling and yeah. shit, like I'm like, all right, all right, well, all right. But third best shooting guard of all time, my opinion. I put him up there. Somebody was trying to argue with me, talking about Jerry West. I said, go ahead, bro. Third though. I mean, the, yeah. He ain't Jordan or Kobe. I know he ain't Jordan Kobe. But so, so you think AI is a one or a two? See, that's I don't even. I hate talking about AI because. They played him primarily as the one. Like, but, but Aaron McKee but was, was a, the Aaron was a two. Yeah. But Aaron McKee was the one. But AI was the one. You know what I'm saying? Like he handled the rock primarily. Yeah. Um, but it's just like Russell Westbrook and Harden right now. Them niggas playing the one and they twos. Like that ain't show that ain't where you supposed to be at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like these niggas is that's I, just their game. I heard an argument that he he number three. Yeah. It's hard to it's I, hard to argue against it. Yeah, but. man. I think if anything, and I, I hate to be that guy, but if anything separated him and AI for me. How many rings Clyde Drexler got? Because I think he got three. Clyde got, I think, one with Houston. And he got. Um, he ain't getting none with Portland. You should, I don't know. 100. Portland ain't never won that shit. Or not with Clyde, I mean. Well, didn't Houston get two, though? Yeah, I don't think he was over there both of them Houston years. Oh. We'll fact check it. But I think he was only over there one of them years. And I could be wrong. I think he was there that first year. Let's see, Clyde Drexler yeah. rings, and we he got Let's see. this shit should have been like that shit should have been right there, nigga. <laughs> we'll come back to Fuck, it. Click that nigga wiki. Fuck it, we ain't here now. Nah. Y'all just gone. He one of the fiftieth greatest players in the NBA. Yeah, all, Clyde was a motherfucking dog, bro. So how many uh, other shooting guards is in the top fifty? I don't know. That nigga. was better than him because Jordan was clearly better. Yeah, than him. Jordan was clearly better. Kobe clearly better. Um, Clyde fucked up because he played in Jordan era. Nigga, nigga nice. should have been bored later. Got to be fucking bored later. Um, oh, there you go, right there. Awards. I feel like it. Yeah, he won that first championship with Houston. Mm. Yeah, I feel like he retired after that. Uh, but anyway, shout out to D Wade. Last game in Miami. Um, fucking legend. Uh, he got chill on the braids though. Hey, speaking of D Wade, 
He got braids again? Yeah. Jesus and, Christ. And nigga braided his shit. Uh, fuck it. Hey, man, any nigga damn near 40 still could braid their shit, man. I'll never be mad at you. I ain't going to do it, but I ain't mad at you. Speaking of D-Wade, though, you seen all this shit going on with uh his son? I have. And them taking him to the uh, gay pride parade? Listen, man. How you feel? Uh, This ain't none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly how I feel. Like, this is not none of my business, dog. I feel like in a lot of cases when I speak on shit that has to do with parenting, people tell me, well, you ain't got no kids, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, I'm going to shut the fuck up, but I will say... Support your children. I won't say how to support them, but I will say support your children. Because I've seen a lot of niggas talking reckless. like, And I'm like, this is why people in that LGBTQ, they got mad letters. Elemental P. Uh, this is why a lot of them feel so strongly about not coming out to their families because of some of the responses that I've seen online. Uh, so support your kids, make sure your kids are comfortable. Maybe you aren't comfortable walking them through the pride parade. That's fine. If that ain't what you want to do, uh, but support your fucking kids, man. Stop talking about, I see a nigga talking about nigga, my son, I have to get the fuck out that day. I'm like, oh boy, is 11. He got to go that day. Go live with your granny, nigga. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Doing him like Emmett on the shy, nigga. We going to get to it, though. We going to get to it, though. Okay, somebody sent me, um. Like this was like I don't it wasn't in the it wasn't in the thread but yeah. this was like on some BlackBerry letter shit that somebody tagged me on. Oh, Facebook. I got some. Sh- I got a few shits, my nigga. Um, and it was it was long. Pause. Yeah. Um, basically saying, fellas, yeah. can you accept your son being openly gay and or transgender? Side note: your love for your child isn't in question. Um. Well, shit. I feel like if that's the sidebar like, yeah <laughs> like i still love you i like, love him regardless so yeah if i love you i'm accept you however you are man especially if you're my what, child man what if you're transgender i'm not gonna lie though i'm not gonna sit up here and picture perfect it if my son tells me he's gay can you can you love uh this is it's gonna sound like i'm talking about this but i'm really not <laughs> yeah. I, I swear i'm not i swear i'm we not finna get in trouble. <laughs> can you love and accept can you love a child and not accept something so if i like listen my son jeffrey Dahmer, mama like yeah my son's a serial killer yeah, 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 yeah. i love him but can i like can i not yeah but him? i can disown and love and my i'm not trying kid. to equate like yeah uh, that's why I said. To, <laughs> that's why uh, I said. Being this a is fucking a serial killer. Hard stop. New, to- <laughs> new topic. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gay niggas gotta relax. Y'all killing everybody. We, so listen, I got a question, dog. We finna I go. really <laughs> podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> Hold on, let me look at the time step. This is your host, Aaron Wood. Uh, <laughs> seven minutes. We are in. seven and a half minutes in, and we already fucking got canceled. Why the fuck is everybody so scared of the LBGT community? You like, why? you cannot like. What who who they put hands on? You want to know why? And this is I. So here's one thing I don't like what people do. I don't like when people compare the LGBTQ fight for equality and rights and all of that to the black mm-hmm. and African American civil rights fight. I don't like that because I don't. I can't look at you. Strictly on your skin and say you're LGBTQ. That's the only reason where I don't like that because we were literally fighting for our skin color, nigga. Like, damn. I just, I just, but here's, here's where I think people are scared of them. One thing they do do like we did during our fight for civil rights, 
them niggas be at your door with it and they gonna stay at your door till you answer maybe you answer and y'all say what they want to say hear you say but they at they're relentless and that's where i feel like we lose in a lot of our like battles like uh uh your all, all the shit the mike brown shit uh, pardon me, uh, no disrespect. Mike Brown, Trayvon, all our like recent civil rights fights and actions against police. We're not relentless in our fight no more. We stop. We stop. We got a week, nigga. I don't know, man. We fighting for a week. Them niggas is going. They tried to shut down Chick Fil A because the hotel and the the Twitter and yeah. the, like them niggas don't stop. But it's but like how effective they, is that really they, though? They own they own shoot. Yeah, they on go mode all, all day. the time. Black Twitter don't stop, nigga. But it's like um, and feminism Twitter yeah. don't stop. The yeah. the niggas who bash women don't stop. Yeah. The, the all men is trash. Twitter like autumn is going all the time. But it's like True. we give a certain like it's not even just with with the LB, L, with LGBTQ right? or you say something about yeah. Jew, Jewish people yeah. or this like oh we, like why are we automatically just scared of certain groups yeah. and not other groups? I just think that like, it's certain group because again I agree with you. Everybody goes on social every like. Uh, little gang, <laughs> all like the fam, black gangs. Fam, you work at Forever Twenty One. Like, what's yeah. somebody gonna do to you? <laughs> like, what is happening to you? The the LGBTQ community, uh, a lot of the women's focused communities, they will literally be at Congress door. We ain't at Congress door no more. We stopped that shit. We stopped our marches on uh, Selma, and we ain't going to fucking city hall with it no more. We gonna march one day, stop traffic, make the news. And then about a week, we can have our fight be over, dog. So that's one thing I hate about our fight. We treat our fight like the 24-hour news cycle that we currently have. Everything is is played out in a week. Them niggas don't play out. They keep going like, yep, we still gay. Year later. <laughs> <laughs> and we still fighting, bitch. Give me the right. I want to work. So it, shout out to them niggas for being persistent. And uh, shit, black people, let's... We Not still black. black. Can't. Yeah, we still <laughs> black. So let's keep fighting. <laughs> we like, still black. Nigga. We ain't got shit. Uh, still nigging it up. <laughs> so, yo, speaking of rights, all right. So we was just kicking it. I was telling you a little bit about it before we turned the mics on, but I'm about to get into it because this shit is funny, nigga. And I really needed you. I thought of you as soon as I read this shit. And shout out to the homie that tagged me in this. So in Georgia, right? Uh, currently, the Republicans have. Uh, do, 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 an anti-abortion bill, right? Anti-abortion. So, so basically, it would allow pregnant women to be able to get an abortion at six weeks. Many women aren't even able to tell yet that they're pregnant at the six-week mark. Currently, most states, the abortion law, uh, you can have an abortion up to 20 weeks. Cause you need a little bit more time. So, so you said you got, you got to, you stop having it at six weeks. Yeah. So the current bill is called the heartbeat bill. The bill would ban abortions at about six weeks. So basically we can have one within the first month and a half of fucking until I get the, I get the argument. So, and that's cause typically a heartbeat is detectable in a fetus within the first six yeah. weeks. And now I have the viable option yeah. of, this is going to become a life. Yeah. And if I do something to this, I am stopping life. Yep. But literally, uh, there, I don't think there has been a state that's passed an abortion ban under 20 weeks, like across America. So in response to that heartbeat bill, which is a Republican bill, by the way, <laughs> Democratic Senator Darshan Kendrick, uh, she's a 
woman. <laughs> Darshan. Darshan Kendrick. I know a nigga named Darshan. I actually do know a nigga named Darshan. Uh, she proposed what's called the Testicular Bill of Rights. Let me tell you what's included in this. I love black people because we just start wilding. (laughs) So in her uh, testicular bill of rights. The balls balls of rights. (laughs) Oh, nigga, she trying to snatch niggas by the balls. Let me tell you what she going to do. She has a five-point plan. I just want to go over my favorite three. Uh, It would make having sex without a condom an aggravated assault crime for men. And a more raw. You going to jail, nigga. Under her bill. So, So are they saying that men are the initiator of sex? Apparently without a condom. Yeah. According to her law that she just proposed. Oh. Having sex would be aggravated assault. Uh, it would require men to get permission from their partner before they obtain a prescription for erectile dysfunction. So you can't go get no Viagra and come fuck. You can't be, you know, Viagra while you're single. <laughs> yeah, no. Because you're going to need some permission, fam, or you're going to fucking prison. Uh, it would require men to begin paying child support when the woman is six weeks and one day pregnant. So your child support is going to start way before she puts you on papers, fam. And so how would anyway, it would create a 24 hour waiting period for men who wish to purchase porn or sex toys in the state of Georgia. That's the one that pissed me off. So I got to wait a day to jacket. Is, what is all? First off, I don't even know why I'm about to entertain this <laughs> shit. Cause she, well, but she can SM, fooling. She can <laughs> SM all of my D. Okay. <laughs> while she playing and then go get a permit for that. Uh, you're going to need permission for her to SOD, um, nigga. Okay, women. <laughs> if that's the case, y'all better break out them dental dams. The ones, the <laughs> alleged female condoms that I've never, ever actually seen in my entire adult life. I've never seen one of them shits out of a textbook or a Google search. And a dental dam just when you put the uh, saran wrap over the pussy and eat it. Uh, allegedly, that's what they are. Because I don't know if hey. them shits exist in real life because I've never seen one. I'm not going to say So all the women it. I've ever been with are... are Vastly irresponsible because I've never ever seen one. I'm and never... I need to bring y'all up on charges because y'all had sex with me without a dental dam. Oh, yeah, no, you definitely need to take her to jail. Uh, my nigga did use a dental dam when we was out the country to eat this little stripper. Uh, and I wasn't that, mad it's, at It's him. never that serious. I wasn't mad at him. Like, she, I'm not, no, I'm just going to pass. So no. She was fine. Though. I'm going to pass. So I wasn't me. mad at him wanting to eat that and he ate it safely. Nigga was so, he wanted the cooch so bad. Like, I'm going to lick this shit through some saran wrap. What was funny was watching this nigga walk around the Airbnb looking for the saran wrap. Oh, shit. I said, nigga, I don't know that they have any, bro. Oh, shit. Nigga, trying I, to. I imagine that shit look like, you know, when a predator opened his shit, <laughs> hit them four little corners and shit. Oh, my God. Nigga, that's wild, dog. Yo, so. Nigga be freaking in the mother. Nigga, nigga really... just wild, bro. Nigga, if you got to eat a stripper pussy with fam, the dental damn, don't eat it, bro. 100% going on soft if I, if I have to bring out the saran wrap, bro. I'm going on soft when I got to bring a condom like, out, nigga. What's I'm doing? Like, it's not, there's no way. I'm rolling yeah. this bitch out like it's a, a poster, but no. No, the sight of a condom scares me, nigga. I'm oh, soft man. instantly. That's why I got to get married. Like, because I can't look at no more condoms, nigga. I'm man, all that shit. shit right there is whack. So listen, um, I heard the argument yeah. uh, from um, Ben Shapiro. I like Ben Shapiro. Okay, okay. We don't agree on, we on agree everything. like, on like <laughs> yeah. 40% of this shit I'm, I'm with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, so he says like, um, so they be like, well, a woman's right to choose and you can't tell me what to do with yeah. my body. You know, in fact, it's not even him. It's um, uh, change my mind guy. Um, oh, uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. But it's the change yeah, my yeah, mind yeah. guy. She so was like, "Listen, I'm not. We're not dictating what you can't do with your body. Yeah, we dictating what you can't do 
with that life that's inside your body. Mm. So beforehand, you have all the options. You can either not have sex. Um, you can use sex. You can you cannot have. You can abstain. Yeah. You can pull out. You can use some sort of contraceptive. Yeah. You can do the morning after pill or whatever. Yeah. However, at the point that you create a life or something that is going to change into a life, there's yeah. like a, if there's a ninety nine percent chance that this is going to be a life. Yeah. At that particular point, you're not making decision for yourself for you. because there's another person in there. So what yeah. they're saying is the law jumps in like. No, you can do whatever you want to do, and all those are your decisions prior Pre-sex, to you yeah. having sex. Because you know that if you have sex, there's an opportunity for you to yeah. have a baby, whatever. So, like, I get that argument, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I get the other argument, like, no, this is my body. And this one was like, well, no, there's somebody else in there. Yeah. So they were like, well, no, it's not a life yet. Like, what well, it has the opportunity to become a life. Yeah. Because, like, um, sometimes you have a premature baby. That's, yeah. They yeah. keep you in there. I'm like, well... This maybe never work up. Like, okay, so if somebody's on life support, mm-hmm. don't we keep them on life support because we hoping that it's a it's yeah. a gray area. So it's, like, it's I, definitely a funky. My thing is, and what I hate in all those discussions is that the father is literally never included, yeah. like ever. And I'm I get it. It's a woman's body. I understand, but at, again, at the point that a life is created, because a woman ain't nothing in herself. So at the point that a life is created, I do feel like we should have some sh- say in whether she has the abortion. Now, for me, regardless of what my, my individual, my personal opinion is, yeah. I don't think the government should have a say that in it. You know what I'm saying? Because this should be between me and my partner, whoever yeah. I was with. Or whatever you chose yeah. to do, whether I agree with that shit or not, yeah. I don't think the government, yeah. the state of Michigan or such and such, yeah. but... From their standpoint, it's like, well, we speaking up for those who can't speak up for themselves. For themselves. So it's like one yeah. of them catch twenty twos. I know your life's gonna be drastically yeah. changed by this. However, in principle, you had an opportunity for this not to happen. Yeah. And I say in principle because there's some one off things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rape and you know different things, but like in principle, yeah. you had a, you made a decision to lay down. Yeah. Yeah. So and so know, how you man. feel about this? I heard a cat say this a long time ago. I might have been listening to the radio. He said, if the guy involved wants to have an abortion and the lady doesn't, Man, that's tough. then the guy, and she goes ahead and goes forward and has the child, the guy shouldn't be put on child support. I remember hearing a dude say that, and I, I had like a, oh, I never thought of that. He got no, he has no say in the whole, in the situation. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Which but is I'm interesting. Like, like how? To, 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 verbally now granted uh because then i started you know deep diving i'm like all right well if he says he don't want the child and she has it anyway and it was illegal to put him on child support at that point then at no point should he ever be allowed to come and try to be a part of that child's life yeah you either giving it up beforehand or then that becomes tricky where is in that particular case yeah now you are making a person go through a medical procedure that they don't want to go yeah because i want to have this baby because i don't believe that I should stop life. Yeah. Like now that yeah. this life is in me, I don't believe that I'm gonna take a life of whatever. Away. Yeah. And if the man don't want it to be, yeah. Now as the woman, now I gotta go through a whole procedure yeah. and do oh, all this. Oh, it's tricky as hell. It's it's such a, a broad is, conversation to be had. Which is why, like, I know that shit is weak as fuck. Yeah. But they were like, well, don't have sex till you get married. All yeah. this shit is out the window. Yeah. You yeah. Oh, oh, I know you ain't talking about being morally sound. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like or you know, when y'all like cause all other shit is out the window, yeah. right? Cause no, nah, that's that's real, but you know what's fucked up? That's the part that 
people really don't want to acknowledge is that you know what? We could just wait till we find her. And granted, obviously we know every marriage ain't, I ain't working. <laughs> every, I ain't, I ain't wait. I ain't. I've been out here fucking since y'all niggas since the podcast started a year ago. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, no, but every marriage, even when you have a family, it doesn't always work out. Like you still end up divorced and have kids and have to figure that out down the road. But it would hopefully, and I guess again in principle, be easier yeah. to be married to someone and commit to them for life and then make the decision to have children uh, as opposed to doing it early and then ending up with a kid and not knowing whether that's even going to work out or not. So uh, God bless everybody, um, especially that rep in Georgia trying she to... Is bullshit. She like, bugging. You not finna make me... I gotta wait 24 hours to watch a porno? Raw sex is a... Is a, is a Nigga, first, raw sex felony? is a luxury. Nigga, <laughs> Nigga a, fuck a felony. That's a luxury. For the man, though... <laughs> Nigga, because a woman control sex. Oh, no, ain't no, bro. Other than rape, don't get me started. God forbid, women control everything but the government. Other than other than that, nigga, yeah. I'm only ever having sex if the woman want. Like they can, you yeah. control it. So you can't tell me I'm wrong if I don't put on a car. Nigga, you control sex. Women control. You know what? You know what's wild though. I remember this might have been like two summers ago. I was about to, you know, get a crack on a little shorty or whatever, and. uh I pulled the rubber out. <laughs> nigga, so she offended. looked at me like nigga. I pulled the strap on her. No, she literally looked like I pulled a gun on my fucking pants, Fam, bro. It's amazing. And they offended like, oh, nigga. Yeah. No. I don't know you like that. Let I me mean. tell you her question. This is her exact question. So what you think, my pussy bad? That's a quote. Quote, end quote. I said, and Could look, be. nigga, I hit her with that came from Menace like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, all I heard was saying, Kane, do you care that you, you live, live or, or die? die. <laughs> my dick started talking know. to me like, Jay, do you care oh. if I live or die? Oh, my God. Me and my dick conversations be crazy, hey. dog. I, I literally be apologizing to the day. I'm like, sorry. I know it's, it's, it's fun to yeah. talk about Yo. raw sex and all that shit yeah. and pulling out and all that shit. But like in real life, man, you better strap the fuck up. Hey, and women, real real shit, dog. Stop. Don't be offended if a nigga pull a rubber. He's trying better. to save his fucking life and better. keep you from getting pregnant. Give me a round of applause, goddamn. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's nigga, what pull fuck, a rubber out. Suck that nigga dick, bro. That's why the fuck I'm 36 with no kids because I'll be strapping the fuck up. Nigga. I'm 36 with, or 35 with no kids in a couple months because my pullout game was crazy. You know what I'm saying? I grew up with a wild pullout game, nigga. You know? But I don't, I, I don't want to jinx it. Hey, but I'll just hey, say I'm 36 and 0. Hey, man. I strapped up. I, my uh, One of the girls. But niggas be like, wow. Like, no, yeah. nigga, put on fucking condom. No, no. I, that's the thing. It's not offensive if, if or, a nigga's or, trying to no, use a rubber, bro. Tell your girl to put that thing in her arm so we can. Uh... <laughs> hey, I don't trust. Yo, I don't, ladies with the little uh, joint that go up the pussy, the little thingy. No. I don't trust them neither. I know what you're talking about. Hey, I'm just saying. No, I don't trust them neither. A, a, a cool three years. No, them bitches come loose. And then she end up with a one-year-old and that nigga, I, I ain't going to get into it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> I've been lucky. <laughs> I just said I'd be lucky. Hey, big facts, man. Shout out to me and Jay. Shout out to me and Jay for not having no kids around this motherfucker. Shout out to Plan B, too. Uh, (laughs) Just because, you know, no no real reason. Yeah, no. Yo, so I did get a couple Blackberry letter questions. Uh, One of them is pretty quick. The other one's so detailed, nigga, I can't wait to read it. We're going to start with the quick one, though. Uh, Yo, fellas. Tell me if this is a disrespectful partner. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
or just an insecure significant other. Uh, well, all right. Pardon me. I think he uh, or pardon me. She worded this wrong because she's saying what actions on social media would y'all say cross the line? What things would you not tolerate your girl doing online? So it's kind of broad. What's disrespectful and what's just insecure, basically? Uh, you're not about to be uploading no titty pics. Yeah. I mean, um, like, it's certain shit you're not going to upload. I posted a status a long, long, long time ago, but the shit is relevant as fuck uh, to this question. I said, I don't know what my wife looks like. I don't know how tall she is, how big she is. I don't know what religion she practices. I don't know how smart she is. I don't know how pretty she is. But one thing I do know is that she ain't online in her fucking panties and bra, nigga. I know for That's sure a fact. she probably not in my um on my home screen, on my explorer page. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram knows yeah. my algorithm. <laughs> what I, I think Instagram be checking my porn uh cookies. <laughs> nigga, but I don't balls. know. I mean, like I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not a I don't do the uploading like your panties and bra. Like I get it. Okay, cool. Y'all had a freedom to do whatever you want. That's cool. Live your life. I'm not even insecure. I just don't want anybody to see my shit. Like, and why you online in your Brian Panties anyway? Like, let's really explore that though. Facts. Like, like what that mean for your life, dog? I swear, I see somebody in their Brian Panties every day on my timeline. Daily. Like y'all just be so comfortable. My homegirl be on her in her Brian Panties every day. I don't even think she do nothing. And like, like she ain't got, a model or nothing. Like y'all got kids, right? Yeah. And all y'all kids got iPhones. Like yeah. your, your son or daughter gonna be getting clowned in school. And with then pictures you know of you in your lingerie. Parents follow their kids to make sure the kid ain't wilding out. Whole time mom wilding out or dad, whoever the fuck. Like you uh, don't realize how like I was brutal in, in, in yeah. middle school, high school. Like the jokes was flying. Yeah, nigga, if I had, I was making up shit about your mom that I've never seen. Yeah, and getting on your head, nigga. If oh, I had yeah. a. a, a Follow oh and God. video of your mama twerking? Nigga, I'm Drake with the uh PowerPoint. Your nigga. mama and all her friends in this lingerie party that y'all, that, you know what I'm saying? Yo, I, we was just talking about this the other day. Why do women do that shit? Like the lingerie parties, pole parties, and it don't be no men. It's 15 women in a room in they drawers dancing on a pole to sensual shit. Then they go home and they nigga be like, oh, babe, show me something. And they like, nigga, I'm tired. What that mean? Uh, anyway, to answer my homegirl questions, stay out your drawers, uh, and just so we don't seem misogynistic, uh, shit, fellas. I'm not having a conversation about social media in real life. Um, I'm not about to ask you about no likes and no, yeah. and no you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Hopefully let's get to the insecure part of that. You won't be like leaving the little wet, wet emojis and shit <laughs> under, uh, under my fucking No, nigga, nigga, we having a combo about that, that, nigga. That's something different. Fuck out of here. You, you leaving uh, nah. eggplant emojis over nah, and shit? Like, nah. like, that's something different. Catch your girl on, uh, <laughs> what's that nigga, that dark skin nigga everybody love, Kofi something nigga. I remember I was dating a girl, seen her on that nigga page, talking about, uh, had the damn eggplant shit on there and told me she could see it. I had to hit her. I said, nigga, what the fuck is this? Bitch, I can see your uh, status change. Yeah. <laughs> on, on Facebook. Okay. See your relationship change <laughs> loud and fucking clear. Um, but no, so to the insecurities part of that question, uh, men and women, fam, people gonna like your dog. People gonna tell your girl she cute. People gonna tell your dude he handsome if he a handsome nigga. I, like, stop. So listen, that's it's social media. It's what it's for. Like people gonna get likes, they are gonna get comments. I would a uh, young lady I was dealing with, yeah, and um, she had uh went through somebody else's page, yeah, problem number one, and saw that I liked a number of this young lady's pictures and shit. Now this one of my did. friends and shit. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, yeah. 
I'm like, that's what you like. That's what you. That's what social media is for. Like he's like, that's a cool. That's a, it's, fam. I was dating. And I'm like, girl. and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. I'm like, now, nah, so what you, what you, what you, what you think? I'm, like, you think I'm cheating? Yeah. <laughs> like, you want like, me? what's the next level like, after a like? Like, now that I like these pictures, like, yeah. you think I want to like be with her or like? Yeah. She's like, no. I'm like, so what you like? Wh- what are you having this conversation with me for? Yeah. Cause I don't like it. Like, I'm telling. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm trying to find out the logical step in the progression. Like, okay, yeah. you like these pictures online. That means what? this. Yeah. And I'm asking like, what you does these it equate questions, to? Yeah. and what is equate? You be like, no, I, I don't think that. I don't think this. I don't think that. Like, so what exactly is this conversation about? And I'm laughing. Like, why do you think it's funny? Because I don't see where it's going. Yeah. Um, girl, I dated. She said, and you like way too many pictures Nigga, on I the like gram. Everything. I like everything. First of all, and here's what I told her. I said, first of all, I ain't a fucking hater. I like everything. Sometimes I like shit I shouldn't like, and then I go back and look at the, like the caption and shit. Be like, oh no, nah, that was get up like, out of there. I'll take a like back. I, oh, I'll take the fuck out of like back, but, but I like life, everything. I do bro. like a lot of shit. I scrolled, fam. This is literally what Instagram is for. Post a picture, like it. There's no and other like. It's like I'm just acknowledging that like I saw that shit. I thought it, that was cool. You know what I'm saying? Not that like you you might post a picture like, hey man, such and such passed. I don't like yeah, that you that someone I'm in your just, hey, I see that man. God bless. And that's literally my response to everything. Whether you naked in your drawers, whether somebody did, uh, whether it's your little baby, he lost a tooth for some shit and you gave him a dollar. What I do God bless. What I do wonder about myself, however, yeah. or or why we are like this way, is let's say Ashanti. Yeah. Post a picture online. Yeah. I go through, I'm like the nine hundred thousand person yeah. to like this pitch picture. Why did I like this picture? Yeah. So you know what I've done? Because like like I I me personally know I like the yeah, picture because I, yeah. I like what it's But she didn't it. need you to like she, she, it didn't move her needle. She never gonna see yeah. like like what is the purpose it was of like an insignificant like like I don't get that. Yeah and I do the shit. Yeah. I, oh dude, like I I don't get it. So you know what I've done, bro? I've unfollowed a lot of like the I don't follow the chicks well they still be in like my little whatever but I had to unfollow them and mute because a couple people I know I put like this but I had to mute them super duper fine girl yeah. that I know I can't have I'm, yeah. a, I'm not following you yeah. it's no reason for me even doing that to myself yeah. and, and that's the thing like I feel like so that shit su- was just clouding my so mind so if you super duper fine and I follow you I do think I got a chance <laughs> that's a joke or okay. if that nigga Jay follow you you're not super duper fine I hate to be the bear of bad news <laughs> either uh, or <laughs> that nigga or. thinks you busted <laughs> you busted oh uh, yeah man I um I had to unfollow a lot of them naked chicks bro I can't do it I had to get up out of there I, uh, leave, I follow like Four celebrities. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. like I'm really following either interests people you know, yeah, or people I know. Yeah, I follow primarily people I know and barbers. Um, and that's and now I've been following fitness people a lot more, uh, and like recipe pages. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to like replace some of that. I don't want to say negative, but some of that just kind of lucid energy and with some with some other because i have other interests i love sex and naked women that's cool but how how the instagram algorithm is right yeah so how i know these these are rhetorical yeah so when you go to your explorer page Mm -hmm. and it's ass and titties in my explorer page yeah facts how does instagram know that what's in this picture is ass and titties yeah like there is a numerical breakdown ones and zeros this what ass and titties look like this what brown skin girls look like this what or this is what Food pictures look like, yeah. like the algorithm. It's crazy. There's a digital formula for what 
you actually like in a woman. They're categorizing titties. Because the computer, it's not like a person, like, oh, they, I think this some shit analyze. It's a computer system. So they analyze the picture and we're like, oh, B cup, yeah. slide them over here. Yeah. Or, oh, there's a, there's a, there's yeah. a mathematical form of calculation for a BBW. Yeah. Because if you, if you, that's what you like in your joint. Yeah. That's what you're going to get. That's what be your, and it, it used to be, I mean, it's always been an algorithm, but it used to be like, like right now, do you ever notice the thing on the gram where it'll be like, you like the picture with the hashtag, whatever. Because of. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, come on, fam. Like, leave me alone, bro. Cause when, that's another reason I stopped liking them type of pictures. I'm trying to change the narrative of I'm my, liking my all social. Cat, I'm liking all cat pictures for now. <laughs> see, we'll see if I can switch my shit. I hate cats, nigga. I fucking dislike Instagram. Get a dislike button. I want some niggas to know. Facts. I want some niggas to know. I did not like that, nigga. Give me some more options like Facebook. Yeah. All right. So that was that, man. Uh, inappropriate shit. Just you know, if niggas say your mate is attractive or whatever, and it's an attractive picture of your mate, hey, you go with the motherfucker. You think they attractive too? And don't be putting them little eyes. I'm gonna poke your eye. Yeah. Out. Hey, no, them little, <laughs> them two little looking eye emojis, that means somebody trying to fuck. So y'all ain't fooling me, nigga. I know what that shit mean. Uh, oh, but I will say though, and then we get fuck up off the gram, go to this next Blackberry letter joint. Um, it really ain't about what other people are doing on your person's socials. It's about how your person is responding, nigga. Yeah. Cause if motherfuckers is leaving hard eye emojis and all that, and they were, and they reply like, thanks. Cool. If they replying with the looking eyes, <laughs> with the looking eyes, or they hit a nigga like, yo, DM me. <laughs> yo, check your DM. Hey, if a nigga, <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, look. I'll beat shit. Hey, look. No, I won't. No, I listen, won't. Police. Listen, listen. <laughs> nigga under your girl picture with the hard eyes, right? Yeah. And then she respond with the looking eyes. No, nah, she going to fucking look, hell that and night. And then he respond with the DM. And then there's a like after that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yo, shit. That whole thread you is. You seen the hand to hand? <laughs> how to get a nigga shot, volume one. <laughs> nigga just recorded the whole drug yeah. transaction. Yeah, no, nah, nigga. That's the wire. Yeah, no. That's what season one of the wire was about right that's there, funny, nigga. Bro. No, I would fucking. <laughs> No, me and her got a box that night. Sorry. Oh, and I ain't with hitting no women. But that night, it, some type of match got to go down. Her versus my mama. You about to, Somebody got to go, nigga. <laughs> I declare war, nigga. Something. Like <laughs> All right, man. So this next one was, whoo. My nigga got, uh, shout out to her. Thanks to the homie that uh, sent this. Um, and this next Blackberry letter question. I've been holding this. I had to hold it up last week because we had the Nipsey. Uh, yeah. Shout to Nip. Rest in peace to Nip. But boy, I've been waiting on this one, nigga. This shit thick. So, and my bad to uh, my nigga that sent this shit. If we late with the response and you done already caught a felony, our oh, bad. Uh, but, all right. Yo, what's up, Jay and Ant? Check this out. Snake got right to it. <laughs> You're pursuing a relationship with a woman. And from day one, she expresses that she would love to meet a certain celebrity or even see them in concert. Although your relationship with her isn't official official, you're approaching a year and a half of dating and getting to know. I don't know if official official means married in this case, because a year and a half is a long time to kick it, but whatever. I ain't going to get into the details. Anyway, uh, you're approaching a year and a half. In a conversation, she randomly asks you or says to you, oh, yeah, did I tell you I ran into that celebrity in the airport that I was mentioning a couple weeks ago, knowing she never really told you? A month later... Together, you attend an event where that celebrity happens to be performing. You got backstage passes because this your girl and she said this is a celebrity she wanted to meet. You glance over and you find them catching up, I guess, from their meeting from the airport. <laughs> 
The following month, you learn that shortly after the meet and greet after the concert, or no, pardon me, shortly after the meet and greet in the airport, the woman purchased a plane ticket, flew to another city to where that artist was performing, took a picture with that artist, waited to post it on her gram, but never told you she'd even done that. Acted like it was her first time really meeting the artist when they met at the concert backstage. The city she flew to, uh, she happened to even ask you, when's the last time you went to such and such? She responded that it's been over a year for her, knowing the whole time she was just out there a couple of weeks prior. <laughs> Did I mention that that same weekend she flew to see the dude was my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't initiate any plans with me. <laughs> Am I wrong for feeling like this was sneaky and deceptive or is it controlling? Uh, <laughs> and this was something that she probably would have told me later had I just let time go by. Love the show. Thanks, guys. <laughs> My nigga. <laughs> I love your girl. <laughs> Yo, son. Son. Hey, man. Hey, this is my girl, too. <laughs> Damn, oh, I'm sorry, nigga. fam. That's, I'm not Yo. trying to joke on you like that. Yo. I was just over here. Wow. Nigga. And look. I'll tell you this though. This is one of my social media niggas, not like my nigga niggas. So okay. we about to get the jokes off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out to my nigga though. Hey, look, 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 Phil. <laughs> Your first mistake, nigga. Yo. So I, I already know what kind of relationship this is. Yeah. Cause y'all been kicking it for a year and a half, but you ain't y'all ain't had and sex. And it ain't official yet. official. No, y'all ain't had sex yet. Mm. So y'all been dating mm. and like express like y'all ain't had sex yet. He didn't hate the pussy though. Could have. No, you definitely had to push it. Because if I eat, I'm, I'm slipping it in. Uh, yeah. Paul. I mean, I'm definitely flat. What is it? By the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> and the <laughs> rubber. Edit point. Say <laughs> so listen. Put the rubber on first. Right. But, um. <laughs> you a nasty nigga put the rubber on just to eat it. <laughs> just, to, just in case. <laughs> she like, what you doing? <laughs> oh, no, baby. Uh. <laughs> they got the rubber on to eat the pussy. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, listen. All right. <laughs> All right, listen. First mistake, fam. So when you at when you when you when your when your lady friend is telling you the nigga that she finds attractive, don't get backstage passes for her to meet said nigga. Cause she was like, Oh, this is a nigga I'll fuck. Uh, Basically, this is a celebrity I'll fuck, and then you went and got her backstage passes. And you gave that nigga alley oop. Like, yeah. you brung her, and like, hey, look, look you at You literally her. put her in his hands. Because, like, granted, she, he ain't know she had met him a couple weeks prior at the airport, but who cares? You still brought her to that nigga. Shit, yeah. Like, oh, nigga. And this is probably yeah. the best she's ever looked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going you, to a concert. You going to a concert with a nigga yeah. you like, I mean, hair, makeup, yeah. body, everything. Like, this is the best shit. Yeah. You bring a perfect prime woman. Yeah. And was like, here. And he, she, he, I'm a, who's a singer? Who's the artist? Uh, I don't know. Like Trey uh, Songz or some shit like that. Bobby Valentino. Oh, <laughs> is, is this too? Is this a guy? <laughs> is this a, <laughs> Might be your transgender son. <laughs> but listen, fam. Like, hey. if, if if the lady I'm, I'm dealing with had told me like who our celebrity crush is, yeah. I'm not setting up a meet and greet with the celebrity crush. I'm not doing yeah. it. I'm that shallow. Hey, I'm no, that petty. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not fucking doing it. Here's where I agree with my nigga Jay off top. Uh. 
my girl should know. And you know what type of niggas that your girl like. Uh, my girl should know, and if she doesn't, this is her heads up. Don't ever take me around Tracy Ellis Ross. That's just a fact. <laughs> Don't do it. Like, I'm giving you the warning right now. I done gave every other woman I've ever been with a warning. I'm giving every... My mama shouldn't take me around Tracy Ellis Ross. Nigga, I'm like, yo, mom, I'm out, nigga, peace. Whatever she want to do, I'm with it. Um, Don't do that. But the late, great legend Nipsey Hussle, in his interview with Lauren London, that they did for Nine GQ. Years oh, that one. That, and they little when they was playing that game, yeah, yeah, yeah. he literally said, I and know. I quote, "Do I look like the my girl have I'm a celebrity type, crush type like, of nigga? I'm not that type of boyfriend that she ever I, tell that, me no shit yeah, like that. She, my girl ain't telling me her celebrity crush. So that no. said, ain't no celebrity crushes in the household. Nigga, That's probably her celebrity nigga. crush. Yeah, big facts. And me and Jay not even famous yet. And our women, we they celebrity crush. I'm nigga. famous enough, goddamn fact. Nigga, hey, niggas know me on the gram." <laughs> So how about that, nigga? As long as I got more followers than my girl, I'm famous. Fuck that. Yes, uh, I so, <laughs> uh, but no, man. Um, problem number one, yeah, you took her. Problem number two, uh, your girl already fucked, dog. And that's, Multiple times. So, all right. So I have a unique perspective on this. Uh, having lived in Atlanta for as long as I did, celebrities is really like at the mall on a Saturday morning at 11. Like, I remember we was walking through the mall. One time we had Lennox. And Jewels and Cam was just like coming out of fucking Nike, like regular as fuck. And it's like, you know, for me, I'm a big dipset head, so they I ain't here. But they, and yeah, Detroit is. You know, Mark, you know what I'm saying? Where all yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Time, they go see yeah, Mark. Yeah. Like, they all be there. That shit is, nigga, I remember uh, one of my homeboys, his mom's crib caught on fire. The kitchen caught on fire. They was cooking something uh, during the holidays. And their insurance put them in the Townsend Hotel mm -hmm. uh, for about a month and a half. They was in the Townsend, but it happened to be during the holidays. And you know, most of the Pistons who don't want to buy a home in Detroit, they have condos at the Townsend. Yeah. Pretty or much all the fucking uh, athletes who state, in, yep, whatever team comes in town, they stay the at the Townsend. So we was at my man crib one day and uh Walking down, we're leaving his crib because it was around Christmas. So we leaving his crib, going to the elevator. Nigga, the amount of Pistons, Eminem, and... Kobe last year, he threw his Christmas party because they played yeah. a Christmas game there at the Townsend. Yeah, it was mad. It was like, this was the Allen Iverson Piston day. So it was AI. It was a bunch of other Pistons. Eminem uh, stayed in the condo like two doors down from where they had my man. And then it was somebody else famous that was like a actor. But, like, seeing that right there, like, your girl shouldn't just be around that all the time. <laughs> if if Allen Iverson is your girl crush and you live at the Townsend where Allen Iverson stayed when he was a Piston, like, Allen Iverson probably going to fuck your girl if she cute. I don't know. Just so, to combat that, nigga, don't take your girl to Allen Iverson house trick-or-treating. Like, hey, AI, we here, nigga. Because some nigga going to be like, I love your girl. And dog. So, uh, yeah, man, to my man that sent that letter, dog, God bless. Um, but, like, in real life, man, like. That's scary, though, bro. That's kind of hurtful and shit. Oh, it, it kill you. Because, like, this bitch ain't shit. Oh yeah, she trash. She trash oh, yeah. for real. On my birthday, nigga. Dog, you went you flew out to birthday? go see that nigga on my birthday and didn't tell me you was going there. And side note, you got flewed out. Mm, I don't know. A lot of these celebrities catching on. Um, Niggas ain't flying them out no more. They they hitting them with the you buy it, I'll try it. <laughs> you buy I fry. <laughs> yeah. You you buy we fry, nigga. Like you buy it. And then when you get here, as long as I get the pussy and shit, go straight, then I'll pay you back for that. 
Uh, that's like that situation that happened with Future, Future. last year. Yeah, that nigga was like, "You I'm buy good, it, love. yeah." And then she wasn't giving up the pussy, and that's why he didn't pay for it. Yeah. Uh, damn, that's fucked up. And ladies, any celeb talking about flying you out, their intentions are to fuck. So if they make you pay and you don't plan on fucking, that don't mean they won't hang with you, but you're not getting your money back more than likely. So just keep that in mind. Um, yeah. So shout out to my nigga for sending that very detailed uh, letter and. Your girl fucked up. And no, you're not insecure for thinking that that was disrespectful. It was mad disrespectful. Hell no, nigga. she was like. Yeah, that was mad disrespectful, bro. Or. Um, so let's say they ain't had sex yet. Yeah. And they not official, official. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, she's single? And that's. So that's where the fucking line gets really weird and blurry. Because I don't know. We're at that age right now, our mid 30s. Where a lot of men and women are hitting you with the, yo, I'm single till I'm married. I hate it. I put it like this. I don't bro. believe in it. I don't give a fuck what the title is. Like, yeah. if somebody feeling is going to be hurt if yeah. I do this particular action. I ain't going to do it. If we in a relationship, because everybody that you deal with, you have a yeah. relationship, you have a relationship with this person. Yeah. Now you may not be in a relationship. Yeah. But the relationship that we have together, our rapport and our expectations of each other, whether said or unsaid, yeah. if this thing happens and someone's hurt by my actions and it's foreseeable that someone can be hurt by my actions, yeah. like you should probably move accordingly. That don't mean you bound by law. I can't do this. Yeah. But if you got a feeling like uh, I'm when I'm see, I'm not telling you that I'm going out of town. On your birthday, yeah. asking you, hey, when the last time you've been here? I hate for me to run into you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you being you being secretive on purpose so that you don't expose yourself because you know if this information is made public, yeah, your mate will feel a certain gonna, type of way about it. So that's not like if you want to be keep I'm single till I'm married. Well, keep it honest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's when you're dealing with other people's feelings and emotions, you got to take that into consideration. Regardless of your title, yeah. you got to take that into consideration how another person feel, how another person act, and what your actions have yeah. been showing that person. What that also leads me to think, though, is because I'm with you, yo. If, if I'm doing something that's going to hurt another person's feeling, I probably shouldn't do it. But then it makes me think, but what if I don't care about their feelings? And right. that's, that's the part where it kind of feels savage, but it's also being honest with yourself. Or maybe... Like well, uh, in my in my way of thinking, yeah. like, well, no, I don't think this shit wrong. This ain't this just ain't none of your business because mm -hmm. I don't owe you because I don't owe you that. Yeah. So. so it's it's a it's a tricky little. But kicking it for a year and a half, we going to concerts and shit. I ain't been in a concert with nobody yet ever, and I don't been in mad. I ain't been in mad relationships, but I ain't been in relationships. I ain't been, went to see nobody. I ran into my girl one time at the Kanye concert. I walked the other way. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, nigga, let me get up out of here before she see what I'm wearing. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not getting you backstage passes. We're not. Unless it's a female. Fam, unless your celebrity crush is old enough that he finna die. Like, tell me you got a celebrity crush on, like, who No, else? still. No, I'm not even getting my, my, no, you ain't about to go see Uncle Charlie backstage. Who the fuck No, no, knows? no, hell no. Fuck Charlie off. Wilson did enough drugs <laughs> back in the day. That nigga gonna get hurt 30 more years. Pause. <laughs> he gonna fuck shit out your girl with the, no. with the Beijing in his hair, nigga. No, nigga. Uh, no, nigga. I'm talking like, like, my girl's celebrity crush. You wanna go meet Jill like, Scott? Y'all can go swap tips. Oh no! <laughs> Go meet Jill Scott. That's what you can meet backstage. Let me tell you, uh, have, a have a conversation with her. Hey, this aunt, my girl, been I never take me around <laughs> Jill Scott neither. Uh, it's another one that we shouldn't meet. Um, yeah, man, stop, uh, stop thinking that 
this girl cares about you because clearly she don't. And um, just in general, man, don't take your girl around nobody. She just told you she like, like, that's just not. She gave you the play and then you ran it like exactly the way she just told you not to run it. And if a nigga wasn't a singer, this would be ultra regular looking nigga. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yo, man, celebs. That's so it's kind of, I had this conversation a long time ago, but I'm, I'm thinking about it now with this, uh, with this topic because of social media, normal people, men and women have access to celebrities that we would never have had access to before. Mm -hmm. So with a lot of men, especially because we know how men move, like if a nigga like your girl and he the most famous singer in the, there's really nothing stopping him from liking your girl and like getting at her. And like the only thing stopping your girl is your girl saying stop. But like if say your girl liked Trey song, we'll just keep using Trey. If your girl liked a Trey song pick, or a comment that, oh, I like that song. And then he responded in her DM. Your girl could really like end up with Trey within like hours and you at work trying to uh sell Comcast packages and shit or whatever the fuck you do. I don't know. You at the plant stamping and your girl uh on a plane fucking. When a rich nigga wants nigga, these girls ain't loyal. Hey man, when a rich nigga wants you, and your nigga can't do nothing, and it's fucked up because I'm the nigga that can't do nothing for her, and I'm I've been that nigga since night. <laughs> I am that nigga. <laughs> I, nigga, I am he. He is I, nigga. I never could do nothing for her, nigga. I do like uh, um <laughs> them little memes. They were like, yeah. well, niggas be like, man, niggas ain't shit. I am nigga. I am niggas. <laughs> <laughs> niggas is me. <laughs> Nigga, <laughs> I am your nigga, bro. Once in a while, some of the memes, them shits be funny. Hey, no, you know some memes saying? be accurate as fuck. Now, what's getting a little bit played out is this shit hit. This hit harder when. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that shit hit harder when. Like I get it, yeah. it's funny, but it's some funny. of them just be funny. Like any of the ones I write be funny. Hey, all the other ones be played <laughs> out. <laughs> yo, but uh, yo, uh, to both of them, thanks for submitting them questions. I know we a couple be couple weeks behind, but uh, we appreciate the patience. Hope we gave y'all some good advice and don't get you dumped. Um, but to my man, going to get rid of old girl though, or you know, she, she asked. Next time you book a meet and greet. Offer that nigga the fade. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I mean, you get some YouTube views, you punch a celeb, nigga. So you might want to walk up and just stick a nigga. Uh, real quick on some positive culture shit. Uh, somebody tagged me in this. It was a few months old, but I still want to read it. Um, sh- just a quick shout out to Sierra Civils. She was the first black woman to earn a doctorate in nuclear engineering from the University of Michigan. So shout out to her. Uh, she's from Chesapeake, Virginia, went to U of M for her Ph.D. program. And again, first black woman to earn a doctorate in nuclear engineering from the University of Michigan. So shout out to her, mm. Sierra Civil, um, 27 years old. That's dope, man. Uh, they stopping her every time putting that bomb juice on her fingers at the airport. Oh, my God. You <laughs> <She's>, already know. <laughs> that shit is going off every time. Ah. Like, yeah, I'm just fucking with some nuclear shit at the, at the back at the lab. Uh, <laughs> somebody hit me, said, what's your thoughts on this whole shit with Kodak Black? Um, My quick thoughts, I don't care enough about Kodak Black. I don't listen to dog music. Um, 
always saw Doug was kind of a weirdo. It is mad disrespectful, though. I don't think it should be quickly dismissed as, oh, this is Kodak. This is what he do. He always say disrespectful shit. I know he has some shit to say about dark-skinned women before. That was trash. I know he had some shit to say about uh, young M.A. a couple weeks ago. Nigga was saying he was trying to fuck. I didn't really take that too, like, crazy. She might have felt personally disrespected, um, but... I don't think because she's gay, he can't say I find her attractive. He is charged with the rape of a minor. And that's that's what I want to hone in on. Nigga, don't say shit about Nipsey. Don't say shit about Nipsey girl. Don't say shit about nobody. Go handle your charges, fam. Because until somebody tell me you innocent, nigga, right now, I'm looking at you sideways. Also, I was on parole or probation or one of the others. He yeah. got on IG Live pointing guns at the screen. And yeah. then the police came while he was... Pointing yeah. gun at the screen and arrested him because like because yeah. he's fucking, a, cause he's, you're an a, idiot, you're an idiot. he's an so, idiot he's an idiot um I've never seen no shit like this Nipsey shit before yeah you know what I'm saying it's so we talked about it last week uh when Jay threw the hot take out there that this could end up being like potentially bigger than Pac and Big's death where I think. And, you know, who measures how big a death is or celebrity death is. But where I think this is garnering a lot more attention is because of social media. Like, this didn't exist in 96 and 97. You feel me? So, And, like, individuals didn't have the reach they would they had yeah, financially. Yeah. And the networking opportunities. Yeah. Like, um, like, Nip had the opportunity to, 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 to touch on goals that Pac wanted to do and yeah, yeah. himself. Yeah. But, like... I ain't never really seen this before, right? Yeah. And we've been through them all. Like, even when, last time I seen some shit like this is when MJ died. Mm. It's been over a week. Yeah. And we still talk they, about they it. They still marching. They still yeah. gathering. They still, like, it's all five of his albums are on on a billboard right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. big impact. And he hasn't even been placed in the ground yet. Um, yeah. He, at the Staples Center or whatever. So while we all are mourning and we physically, and emotionally, we hurt by it. Like, you jump out there and you're trying to dirty Mac his wife? Yeah. You're trying to dirty Mac his wife and, and be and trying to be comical with it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm going to start doing good. The root of this is jealousy. Because he mentioned, like, man, I want to I wanna start doing good so I can be remembered like this when I go. Like, you see mm. all the love he mm. getting and you feel that. Mm. And everybody who want to be like, oh, y'all just being Nipsey fans. Like, yeah. Y'all see this Yo, that's love? that's whole shit. I hate that. Y'all dog. see this love and you know you don't get that love. You never going to receive that love how, the way you moving. So that was whole shit. So hey. I'm going to start um being good so maybe she can see that in me. Yeah. I'm going to give her a year. Like, and he's yeah. one of his homies. She like, a whole widow, fam. And then you can't refer. Then you can't referring to him as dude. Yeah. Then, then when you apologize, yeah. he's like, "I apologize if I made you such a, but yeah. I didn't." Yeah. Well, then that apology. That apology. And apology then you gonna say, fake. "Yeah, rest in peace to dude." Yeah. Dude. And then yo, shout out to whoever his man is in the background that keeps trying to tell him in all these videos how some shit should or shouldn't be said, and that nigga not listening. But his man at least got some cool nigga. Uh. Kodak just a disrespectful nigga. He part of this new generation. Like a lot, of, I ain't putting this on the whole new generation of of people, but we live in a very disrespectful generation, fam. A generation where it's a way to fix that. Oh, it's start whooping these little niggas' ass. But a lot of these little niggas is crazy. Little dog from Miami shot his homeboys and drove them around in the car for two hours, nigga. So I don't know what the fuck these little niggas is on, but 
you're not going to talk about a dead man's wife. You're not going to talk about that dead man, period, in a way that is is harmful uh, to his family. People have things to say about the people who spoke out. Yeah. Like, like they, oh, they clout chase. I hate that term. Buddy. Um, and they said the game shouldn't be, shouldn't be saying something because he was disrespecting Kanye wife, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Man, this is my, this is my friend. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. like, this is my friend. Yeah. Like I know him personally. I put him yep. on his first tour. Like I met him. I don't know if you ever heard the story when they met each other. Yep. Um, game riding around the neighborhood and by himself. The CD. Walked up with the CD and shit. You know what I'm saying? They formed every, like this is my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And my friend died brutally, yeah. and we all watched it. Unnecessarily. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He died brutally. We all watched it, and while we in the middle of mourning, yeah. because it's still going on, yeah. you jump out there and Man, on your live. Because yeah. I'm sure this is a conversation a nigga that had on the side before. Oh, yeah. But like you wanted everybody to know and put that out there. I'm emotional about that shit. Yeah. Big boy, Paul, I mean, a 92 oh, yeah. in yeah, all the radio. Them. I think all the like major hip hop stations in Cali have uh dog, Big Boy and Nipsey, dog, they are friends. Yeah. Like that's his out, man. outside of music. Yeah. Before you knew Been who, friends. Like, dog, this is my friend. Yeah. So like you disrespecting my friend and Lauren and everything. I'm not yeah. playing you. I got a platform where I play music. Yeah. And you are currently I'm disrespecting my personal friend. And somebody who's a staple to this community, yeah. I'm not gonna play your shit because I don't. I'm angry at you. Yeah. Big boy don't never say shit about nothing. Yeah, he's a laugh, funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, nah, dog, I'm offended by this shit, yeah. man. And I get it. Well, y'all didn't say anything. This one, this one, this one. Them, yo, don't come. I gotta stop that because people who've been on that, like, oh, well, why y'all ain't speak up? Like, I saw people yesterday uh, when Ti removed. Um, uh, who the fuck we talking about? Kodak Black. T.I. took his Kodak's whole little portion from the trap music. It wasn't like he had a big section in the nigga bitch. 20 years old. Fuck yeah. you. What you been trapping for two years? Hey, he fuck took all, all them pictures down. Everything Kodak related got removed First from the trap off, museum. I think that trap museum is some supreme nigga shit. Oh, I think that shit's harmful. I've been spoken that's on that, supreme dog. nigga shit. I don't fuck with that trap museum shit. I know it's cool. and the No, it ain't, that fit. shit ain't cool, that bro. That shit not nothing That shit ain't fight. cool, bro. Y'all need, yo, and I, I I talked about this on Facebook. I talked about it on the gram before on my personal shit. But, yo, y'all going down to the trap museum. Y'all niggas is going in there. Y'all grabbing little fake bricks of coke and acting like y'all. Like, stop that shit, dog. Like, y'all niggas, from, as a nigga who grew up in a house where that shit was happening, Stop that shit ain't cool, bro. And Ti know it ain't cool, and I get what Ti trying to do, but that ain't the move. Let's However, say, let's removing just, Kodak out of there, fuck that nigga Kodak. Let's get just make it uh, the slave museum. Fuck and everybody, go around pick up chains. Yeah, and go on and go on and shackle yourself in a chain when you go to like, the fucking with bodies hanging. Like, yeah. come on, fam, this not something. To, this not yeah. something to, to to glorify. Put your head in the noose and then act like that. Like I hate that trap museum. Bro. I've never liked that shit, bro. Like it's a certain level. Like when I see motherfuckers literally playing with bricks. And then I got to think back to a time where I go in the fucking dryer at the crib trying to get some clothes out and oh, little fucking eight balls is falling out the fucking laundry, nigga. And I'm a kid like this shit wasn't cool, nigga. Yeah, you go up for that shit all fun and games or you go up for that shit unless you come from it. And you yeah. understand that that shit ain't. It's not, it's not, it's not fucking funny. cool. I put it like this. I guarantee you Nipsey wasn't starting no trap museum in uh nigga. That's a fact. So why everybody's on they I bet you Nipsey ain't got oh nigga, this the game bang museem. This the yeah, rolling sixties museum. Let's do the sixties museum. How about that? No, nah, nigga, I'm trying to stop this like, shit. Like literally, bro. So T I actually think that's very irresponsible of you. However, I can say uh and it's removing awful. Kodak shit. 
cool. cool and that shit off because I mean it's all for profit. Initially, it was like T. It was two chains in them. They did it yeah, for his album for the trap nigga. Pretty girls love trap music. Yeah, it was the trap house, and that was like okay, cool. Yeah, we gonna promo my album. And it was a pink house with a pink car that said trap spray painted on the side. That was it. Cool. We know what the insinuation behind trap is, but cool. But when you got niggas literally grabbing bricks of coke, when niggas is literally grabbing fucking uh, credit cards and fake coke, like, come on, fam. And then be like baking soda and shit. And then and then then we'll turn around and tell about how you hate living in the city of Detroit. Or living yeah. in the slums. Or uh. living in this, I hate how y'all niggas won't do this. Come on, man. Let's get, we gotta And matter of fact, all y'all niggas going down there doing that shit. Come to come to my crib. Show me you could even cook that shit. Y'all niggas don't even know what the fuck you doing. Y'all niggas is just down there fronting. Y'all think shit look cool. Y'all niggas ain't cool, man. I'm telling you now, quit glorifying that bullshit. Y'all niggas ain't never gonna get nowhere if all you keep doing is glorifying the shit that took us down in the first place. I put like Niggas. Walk with your grandma through the trap museum and tell me you won't feel uncomfortable. Mm. Like, mm. Walk, walk with your grandma through that shit mm. and tell me you won't feel uncomfortable. Niggas down there. Because that was, was my thing. Say, you know what he could have did with that? Nigga, we could have made a museum of me, Gucci, 2 Chains, Ludacris, all of Jeezy, all the niggas from Atlanta and from the South period that was rapping about some trap shit during that time. We could have made a museum glorifying us. Not the drugs, not the us, nigga, and our music. Plaques could have been in that bitch. Pictures could have been in that bitch. History about how albums was made could have been in that, that bitch. That motherfucking trap house museum ain't shit but one giant fucking stereotype. Yeah. It's like, a fucking walking, open, public museum of fuckery that y'all niggas is paying to go do so you could take a dumbass fucking insta story or snapchat and post that shit and act like you was selling dope and you niggas wasn't because y'all niggas ain't from that so stop you fucking the fucking nerd nigga. to talk to a nigga about wearing some fucking gucci and you got a fucking trap museum nigga, nigga you don't shut the nigga, fuck up let's talk about it let's Wait, nigga, fucking talk fuck about you? it bro I, dog, that museum pissed. That shit triggers me, bro. I hate that fucking museum. I never liked it. I hate all you niggas that go. And to everybody kept sharing that motherfucking video of Ti trying to quote unquote school a young nigga about wearing some. Oh, about the Gucci, Gucci shit, shit a few like, weeks you ago. Don't shut the fuck up, nigga. First of all, ain't, ain't it been three months, nigga? Ain't your Gucci band over anyway, nigga? They got a whole fucking trap museum hey, glorifying some bullshit. A three month ban on Gucci, then you mad when you see a nigga two months later wearing? Oh my bad, he should have waited a month. The fuck is you talking about? You either with it or you ain't. You either off it or you ain't. I don't T.I., nigga, we might give you a whole nother fucking episode. But right now, Kodak, stop doing that dumb shit. And if you ain't going to stop doing that dumb shit, then don't be mad when niggas is canceling your music. Niggas is not playing your shit on no radio stations. Niggas is taking your shit out they little stupid-ass museums. Niggas ain't fucking with you, bro. And you need a haircut because you look stupid as fuck. I hate that fucking haircut. Why would Lauren London want your ugly ass? Lauren London ain't even thought about Kodak Nigga look dirty. Shout out to Lauren London, man. Nigga like a dirty Q-tip. That nigga is a dirty Q-tip. Nigga's a fucking... That nigga's horrible, bro. Um. So, yeah, man. Pardon our little rant. Uh, me and Jay will fight, niggas. So... Well, actually, Jay don't fight. You, don't know, like, you know one of my slogans. If you don't <laughs> like me, fight me. Hey, man. Uh, y'all niggas don't want to fight me. Uh, And then Jay got... No. Just... Jay ain't even fight. He really low-key just lied to y'all, nigga. That nigga... <laughs> if you don't like me, fight me. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> but fight me. Uh, so, yeah, man. That's how we felt about that. Let me see. Did I have anything else? I think that was man, all I had, yo. Let's, let's get, get to the, the shy, shy yo. On some more positive shit. The shy is back. Um, Lena Waithe back in her bag. I don't find it... Uh, uh, or I do find it kind of funny that tonight is the boomerang finale. 
as the shy just premiered, shout out to Lena Waithe for lining her bags up the way she did. Um, and I'm going to watch the boomerang finale. I'm probably going to have an attitude the whole time I watch it as I have with all 10 episodes that are played. Um, but I'm glad that we're back to her bag. Now, some, I didn't know, maybe you knew, were you aware that the shy changed, uh, not screenwriters, uh, fuck. What is the word? Hold on. It's just a, it's not screenwriters. It is a different word. Showrunner? Showrunners. Yes. Mm. They have a a new showrunner this year. Mm. And she comes from, I didn't know the other shows she was on, but the one I was familiar with and the one she was most recently at was Empire. So it scares me a little bit. I'm not going to (laughs) lie, nigga. And I'm going to tell you why it scares me before we even get into the episode one review. Her coming from Empire is already like, okay, a bad light bulb goes off in my head. But then... I was reading up on her. She lived in Chicago for like over a decade. So I was like, okay, you ain't from there, but you from there. You live there. Um, so you familiar. So I thought it would be good. She was talking about how they have like a total of like eight or more people on the writing staff and the production staff from Chicago, including a former police officer from the South Side. So I was like, okay, I like the perspective y'all giving me. But then I started reading about what she wanted to do with the show. And that's when I started getting scared again. Let me guess. Elemental P. No, not even that. Not even that. She didn't jump on her elemental. Well, not not directly. So what she wants to do is develop the women characters more. So apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently during the uh, first season, some of the biggest drawbacks to the show were the women characters feel underdeveloped. They feel like they're not a part of the show. We feel like we don't know enough about them to care about them. They're not the main, they're not the leads. That's what I thought. The women aren't the leads. So, you don't, there's only a certain amount the, the, you need to know. And in an ensemble show, like, cause like Emmett's mom, I think she's a strong character and was strong in season one. Like, her presence was felt. I know her. I story. knew enough about her yeah. that I felt like, okay, I know what she do. But then they were saying, like, they specifically said Jerrica, uh, Jerica? Brandon's girlfriend. You know, Brandon, uh, easy, easy girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, Emmett's mom, <laughs> Brandon, or I'm sorry, Jerrica, Emmett's mom, and then I'm gonna tell you, uh, where you I'm gonna tell you where you about to fuck up at. Kevin, the little kid, his mom. Let me tell you where you go, we won't fuck up at. Yeah, you gonna start giving me all these backstories about people I don't give a fuck about. Yep, that's not. I'm like you gonna you yeah. gonna you gonna waste episodes. So here's where all right, it's okay to be a supporting cast. Supporting cast members don't have a full backstory. So you know what else she said. They want to develop the uh, the women characters a little bit better. Give us more about their stories. Um, she wants to specifically Jerrica Emmett's mom and Kevin's mothers because uh, Kevin has the lesbian mom. She has the girlfriend or wife. I don't know what that is. Uh, and then she also said she doesn't want this to just be a crime show. So when I think, OK, you're getting away. We're talking about a show about Chicago. So you're trying to get away from it being a show about crime. She said, of course, there will still be some crime criminal elements in there for sure. But I don't want this to just be a show about crime. So when you tell me you're getting away about uh, getting away from crime, you're developing the women characters more so like this. And you come from Empire. I'm expecting this to turn into a drama like a weird soap opera. drama. So I'm going to tell you this. So we just watched. A whole season and got addicted to these characters and yeah. the storyline. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna change the storyline. Yeah. I'm gonna change the focus of all the characters, 
And I'm going to tell you the whole fucking show. So, you know, what's funny. I, I didn't read any of that until after I'd already watched episode one uh, the first time. But once I read it, here's where it connected with me. And tell me if you felt this way. The first episode, I thought it was a good episode for sure. But I thought it was funny. Like, I laughed really hard for a long time during this episode. Because uh, what's the old boy name? Fat boy. Uh, uh, Papa. Papa. He's funny. Papa's hilarious. That whole, I love them three. And, and we're going to get into that's the details. That's where the comedy minute. needs to be. That's where and the, that's it. That's it. Because their children, it's lighthearted. And she was talking about that, too. She was like, uh, they're going to explore more about the trauma that Kevin experienced. Uh, one, seeing Coogie get shot in season one. And two, shooting uh old boy. I can't think his name. The, but with the whispery, raspy voice. Let's keep it real. Yeah. Easy E is the main character. Yep. Kevin. Brandon, for those who watch it. Kevin is a main character. Yep. Um, those are the two main characters. Yeah, that's the show is centered around, and then I would give Raspy Voice probably the third lead because I feel like it's old man. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, dude that's in jail now. Yeah, for killing Coogie. Those are your three leads. Yeah, and he and he like third lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah for oh, sure. And no, and 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 um um uh the son. gangster. Oh, uh, Emmett, Emmett. Emmett. Yeah. yeah. So that, those are your four leads, yeah. nigga. And I would low key. I think after season one, I think Emmett would be your fourth lead. But I feel like just from episode one of season two, Emmett's going to move up yeah. and we're going to learn more about him. And uh, But, yeah, those are your four leads. And my thing is, it's OK that those are four male leads. Like, I get you wanting to maybe explore the relationships they have with these women a little yeah. bit more, but you don't necessarily need to develop the women's characters specifically without if it's not going to coincide with the development of the male lead that they were introduced with i just want you to develop the show and let the storyline go where it go so all right instead of saying specifically let me write a storyline to like just so, so all right so i'm gonna just i'm gonna put it out there i'm gonna just say it lgbtq don't come for me because i ain't sin for you and we don't want to lose the show uh i don't need to know more about kevin's mom's like I, why do I, I don't care? Need, I, don't, I would like to know more about his sister because she was with Emmett. Connect that. Well, let me. Let me say, but I don't need to if, know about his mom's. If Kevin had a mom and a dad in the house, I still wouldn't need I wouldn't, to know. I don't fucking care about y'all. It's Kevin not about is, you. First of all, shout out to the actor that plays Kevin. He's about to be the man. That nigga is great. Um, and all all three of the kids are great, but Kevin is him and Papa are great. And I'm like ninety percent sure he's gonna be in the next Black Panther movie. Oh, because he was at the end. Yeah, yeah I remember. I think he is. To, he he is finna be like next kill, T'Challa. I think, I think he's Killmonger's son. Mm. Like, I think that's who okay. he is. Because one, I can see that there's no reason for him to yeah. be in that role. Yeah. And it was the exact same scenario. He had the braids in his hair. Yeah. Like, I think he's going to be Killmonger's son. I could see that. That could have been some foreshadowing. Because, like, the, all them other kids was random kids. Yeah, yeah, They got a real actor to yeah. play him. He can act his young ass off. Yeah. I really like that actor. Um, So, shout out to him, uh, dude who plays Kevin. Uh... So let's let's kind of before we discuss the episode specifically coming in, my thoughts were. Season two. Can make or break my interest in a show season two of power was its best season by far easily like that shit was great. Season two of the wire is my least favorite season of the five wire seasons. And it really made me come into season three with my fucking head, not as like perched up high and ready to watch the show. Like I was kind of disinterested. Like, I don't think I got into to the wire 
into season three. Okay. So I watched. I so watched one, back. two. Th- I mean, I watched them all. Yeah. So I didn't watch. I didn't watch season two in real time. I got you. Like got that you. Way. So you know what I'm saying? Like I so, didn't have. I didn't have a waiting period. In real time, watching season two for me, because there are some, uh, it's like maybe five or six serial killers in the world who like season two. I don't, I'm not one of them niggas. I'm normal. Watching season two in real time of The Wire, it was like waiting every Sunday for your dad to come home. And season two was a reshoot, again. though. Season two way. was, I didn't know that. I read that. When they, did they the said it was like, they was like shit. violent. They, they had to reshoot it. It's like, yeah. no, nah, we don't want the show to go. It was more about the drugs and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But they made them like redo the shit. Yeah. And no, I hated the docs. But season two, no matter what, whether it goes left or right, season two is pivotal to a show's uh like success. So with The Shy, I was already scared. I heard about the new showrunner shit, but I didn't really know like, I didn't think about it till when I watched the show and then I went and read like, oh, let me go see what's out there. And she's been vocal. Like I probably read more shit from her than I ever did for from Lena Waithe about the show. Uh, it's scary because I don't want you to fuck up a formula that worked. But then I'm also and I thought this at the end of last season. Last season was centered around Coogie and Coogie being killed on episode one. Fucked up, too. because It's like. He was a cool actor. That was a good kid. And then that nigga was off after an episode. But it was centered around that tragedy. And then all the characters were intertwined around that. Season two, what is it about? What's the what's linking these characters? Yeah, and it was dope for me because it's so wild. Because it's like some six degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah. All of those yeah. people were linked and they don't have yeah. no idea. It's like a long other. episode of Crash, the yeah. movie. Yeah. Or uh, Traffic. Which was better than Crash, but y'all don't know that. Um, so that scared me coming into season two because I'm like, what's the season going to be about? So season two picked up kind of damn near where we left off. Uh, Brandon, Easy E, he got his food truck. He popping. Food truck is popping in the hood, but he ain't making no money though. He putting, he trying to get his buzz going, but he can't afford permits. He can't afford uh, the stuff he needs. I didn't think this picked up where it left off at. So they did jump on a few storylines. Brandon and Jerrica got back together. When we last left her, she had brought her little side nigga but over no, to the. Gave, she gave him like the six grand or some shit for the food. They, they she did that together. on that last episode. I felt like the last time we seen her. No, she had done that. And then you remember they had a little block party on that last episode. And she brought old boy with her. I thought that was after. No, her and Brandon got into it on that very last one. Hmm. She had gave him the money before that because they was trying to work shit out. And then whatever. But apparently they back together. Um, oh, so they said with her, they're going to, what did she say? They're going to try to develop more. I just want to know how she fucked another nigga like the two days after they broke up, after they was together for like six years. Fam. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. You fuck another nigga within the first. It was like a week. Top. <sighs> What's my race? I'm gonna give and you. And then they, I mean, they post hold, breakup, they you got to hold that pussy for. They whole breakup was like a month. Yeah, and you had already fucked a nigga yeah. like in week one. No, like, you got to hold that pussy Christ. for a quarter. If you can't make it a quarter without giving that pussy away, because we might get back together real soon. If I come back and you smell like that nigga, and you broke up with me for some bullshit, and I didn't even do nothing. Yeah, you broke up with me because you found a gun that you thought I had whole time. I took it from a kid, so he ain't killing nigga. I'm helping the community. And he an idiot, but nigga, just tell her the truth. Yeah, and he should have told her, but that was but that us screaming at the TV. Fuck somebody, yeah, Jesus no. Christ. Yo, if you get that pussy away, first of all, you didn't listen to Method Man because he asked you nicely not to get a pussy away and keep it tight. All right. But uh, 
Yeah, man. Don't you got a quarter before you could even think about entertaining the nigga. Uh to the pussy level. You can like go on a date. Then don't bring the nigga to the block party. Then you brought him to the block party. In Chicago, I would shoot this shit. Where you knew I was making macaroni salad. You knew I was making macaroni salad. Shoot this shit the fuck This up. nigga Jay in the studio about to blow this bitch up. This nigga pouring uh, tall ass Arizona's all over the equipment. Anyway, so yeah, um, Brandon is back. He got his food truck. He moving it around the city. Now, I did have a problem with a couple of his tacos. Like the polenta and... Pork belly tacos sounded disgusting. Polenta is grits. Mom said that nigga poured some grits on that a taco. That nigga poured grits on top of fucking cubed ham. <laughs> like, nigga, you didn't make this shit. And put that bitch on a fucking taco shell and said, here, nigga. Ham that you got from GFC, nigga? Hey, because that wasn't pork belly, nigga. I know what pork <laughs> belly looked like. That was cubed fucking ham. But uh, no matter what, Brandon's food truck is a hit. With people liking the food, he just ain't fucking getting the sales that he need to get. But this is my problem, though. Yeah. Because last season, one of the damn la- damn near last scenes, when he got his got his truck together. Yeah. And the niggas from the neighborhood was like, uh-uh, see my man with the truck. They was like, they was basically going to take the motherfucking truck and have him selling drugs out the bitch. Oh, yeah, Reggie and them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought this season's going to yeah. start on. But no, he just like happy. And- he just in here in the truck until... The truck gets stolen. Uh, so I wasn't expecting that. I will say to that, to what you just said, Jay, first episode was a lot more violent than I anticipated it because <sighs> the end and we obviously we're going to get to the end, but the end fucked me up. Yeah, I was I, at work, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I kind of like I I was tired. Yeah. It's like four o'clock in the morning. Or yeah. Shit. And like I thought I kind of like dozed off a bit. Yeah. And I look, well, and I see getting her ass beat. So I, I hit the rewind. I'm like, no, yeah, I what didn't I miss. miss <laughs> no, bro, dog aged. We'll get, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get but there. he was acting too. So he had me convinced. I thought the nigga was going to be selling them candy bars from the school. That nigga was a whole ass whooper. Anyway, Brandon gets robbed for the uh, for the truck. A nigga ran up on him with the heat. It was the end of the night. He had only made a couple hundred dollars. Um, a nigga ran up on him. Hopped up in the truck with the with the little blicky. He was like, yo, man, give me your motherfucking money. Brandon told him, like, yo, I got a couple hundred under the seat. Gave him a couple hundred. Nigga was like, you know what? I should kill your ass. But he was like, fuck it. Give me the keys, too. Yeah, because he didn't want to get the money. Like, man, I ain't got no money. Like, yeah. Nigga's under the fucking nigga's seat. Nigga's under the fucking seat. Quit lying. And, yo, it, as a nigga who has been in a couple robberies, just get a shit up, bro. Like, I mean, I didn't think the nigga was going to give it up. At this point, like... He probably was like, fuck it. Just I mean, shoot me. Point, he might as well just shoot me, nigga. This is my livelihood right here. But I will say this, though. It was a moment when the nigga, and don't nobody in this situation listen to me at all. Uh, it was a moment when the nigga was getting in the truck. I'd have snatched his ass. I'd have had to snatch. Nigga, I said that shit five times. Like, bro, snatch that nigga, bro. Fuck that, that nigga. nigga turn, I'm snatching bro, your He wasn't ass. looking at all. Like, whatever actor they had do that shit. I don't know if that was intentional or unintentional just to show me that Brandon ain't really about no scrap. Because, nigga, we, all right, when you take your eyes and the gun off me and you're hopping in my big-ass food truck, I'm going to have to snatch you out the truck, fam. And I'm going to slam you as hard as I can to the ground. I mean, when you put a nigga by his feet, your head hitting the ground. Bow, bow. And, hey, if you shoot me after that, then so be it. But we going at it, bro. So he gets robbed. He tells Jerrica. Uh, she asked him if he got insurance. He tell her, I ain't got no fucking money for insurance and permits and shit. I was working on it. This nigga said, cause I'm paying back student loans. Nigga, if you don't fuck them student loans. Student loans and her. 
Nigga, why the fuck are you paying back student loans? Why are you paying back her? Y'all live <laughs> together, nigga. She can get payback in this dick. Ain't like they about to garnish your under the under the under the table paying ass job, nigga. Why are you paying back student loans? Nigga, why you ain't even got a permit for your <laughs> truck. So the city, the student loans don't know you have the truck. Cause <laughs> you don't have insurance. <laughs> what type of nigga is paying back student loans, dog? <laughs> hey man, fuck them student no. loans, nigga. Hey. Cause you clearly don't care about your fucking credit. Like, hey. What type of nigga is paying his girl back? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. This said because I'm he was like, uh, like if you want to see my face, I'm trying to pay back my said, student loans. I'm trying to pay you back. Nigga, fuck Sally May. That nigga really do have the two most non payback <laughs> loans in the world. The fuck. <laughs> like the only nigga, your girl paying her back is by like getting her a house later when your truck pop off and y'all nigga. got bread now. Or taking on a nice dinner, nigga. Well, Jay Alexander knock, on a bitch. Knock you up and stick around. Like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I got some payback. Nigga. Pay it forward, nigga. Oh, but yeah, paying back Sally Mae and your girl is crazy. This nigga says student loans. Nigga, he said his girl. I'm never paying Jerrica back. Nigga, Jerrica fucked another nigga. You ain't never got to pay her back. What college you went to, nigga? The Culinary Institute, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> That nigga ain't even go to school school. That nigga was at the... His whole... He low-key could have paid student loans back with Jerry Cologne. Took that six grand, paid back the culinary joint, and then started over, nigga. I'm never paying Jerry back. You fucked another nigga. Your six grand is gone. Lost. I'm... Nigga, me, him, and T.I. going in Gucci that day with six bands, nigga. We buying everything. Fuck that. Uh, But anyway... Jericho got on his head. You ain't got no insurance. He like, bitch, I ain't got no money. Paying you back, paying student loans back. She like, don't worry about me. I fucked another nigga. So you straight. He gave me the sixth grade. Yeah. No, no, he definitely got it. So I can just get it from him. Yo, broke ass. You go do your thing. Uh, So that's that. That's what's going on with Brandon. But now he feel unsafe. You just got truck jacked. So he go see. Well, he went to go see his mama. Mom's was gone, which I thought was weird. Like, to say, like, she went out of town was weird because it could have been like, oh, she ran to the store real quick. And then I still could have gave him the gun or whatever. But yeah, she, she gone out of Maryland. T- yeah, she in Maryland. I was like, all right, that's random. But so he was in there with his mama boyfriend or husband, whoever the fuck dog is. And uh dog pulled out the gun that they was looking for all season one. Nigga. I thought he was saying they go sell that shit to, you know, yeah, to get your money. I, I thought he was going to say the same thing, but the nigga was like, hey, it sound like you need this bitch more than me. Nigga, I need that bitch before you took it. I really would have liked to use this last year because now I'm in the hole with a drug dealing gangster because you didn't give me like, this We had last a whole season. conversation about this gun. Yeah. Like, what was you going to do with my shit? Dog? Yeah, he talking about, oh, I never got rid of it. Fam. You could have gave me this back. I could have gave it to Reggie, and now I wouldn't be in the hole that I'm in. But whatever. He gave him the gun. He took the gun back to Reggie. Reggie was like, fam, I don't want this shit. And nigga, I don't even need it no more. <laughs> like, you use it. You stay safe. So clearly, I, I'm already foreshadowing. This gun is going to come back at some Like, I don't think this gun is going nowhere. This gun will continue to be a problem. Because I feel like as long as Brandon got it, they're going to link him to something. Mad niggas been shot with this gun. They gonna link him to something. Like, yeah. so that's that. That's what's going on with Brandon. Uh, over at Emmett House, how you like that? Emmett Mama moving tomorrow. Let's discuss this, T- fam. Because it's a thing that I, I'm not okay with. I did not like this at all, and I understood what she wanted to do in teaching him a lesson about growing up. But it's a way to go about that without making your child homeless, nigga. 
Because he's still a father of three, which I didn't remember that he had two other kids. Yeah, I know. Um, I didn't remember that. But so Emmett, his mom wakes him up. She opened the blinds like mamas do when you still live there and you older than 12. Nigga, they be irritated with your existence. She walked in his room, opened the blinds. He like, oh, shit, was good? She like, nigga, why you ain't go? What he had, like a test some, or something to take? Um, Some planning, some, some kind of help. Yeah, he was supposed to go down and talk to some, oh, about school. It was like a uh, academic advisor meeting or some shit. So she was like, yeah, why you ain't go? He was like, it's at 10. She like, boy, it's 12 o'clock, nigga. Get your ass up. And he was like, damn, I'll reschedule it. She like, you done rescheduled it three times already. So she like, get up and start packing. He like, fuck you mean? She like, the movers will be here today. He like, fuck you mean? I'm moving. I'm moving. Got a one bedroom. I'm out. He like, where I'm going to go? Where me and my son that I don't have currently or my other two kids gonna go she say figure it out and she really moved now again i understand the lesson she said look i told you two months ago yeah yeah yeah. i told you last month and then i told you two weeks ago because she said i've been telling you to start looking for a place and you is always not doing you ain't looking for a place you ain't working consistently you selling these little shoes you go up in the rib shop hey once in a while but you ain't doing what you need to do and i told you find a place i'm getting so Reading a little bit more about his mom's backstory, because I guess this was shit I didn't pick up on during season one. She's recently divorced and not with whoever Emmett's dad is. So she's on some like, okay, my career, she got let go from the hospital because she had stole drugs to try to help uh, old boy's grandma. Yeah, Ronnie's Um, grandma. Yeah. And then it's like, I got a recent divorce. Okay. I'm starting my life over. What I don't want to do in starting my life over is bring my grown ass son with me and all his little uh, babies from everybody in the neighborhood. I understand that. And I understand that she's been telling him, yo, get your shit together. Find a crib. You got kids. You got responsibilities. You need to grow up. I get it. But don't make him home. Teach him a lesson. Don't make him homeless. Like make pay me rent. Give me money. Uh, Give me money to live here from from every one of your checks. And worst case scenario, I'm really putting that shit to the side. So when yeah. I dip, I'm going to give you your shit back and yeah. say, you need to go move. Here somewhere. you go. Here go a couple bucks. Because here's my thing, too. If you've been telling me get a place for three months and then you told me two months ago, then you told me last month, then you told me two weeks ago. Do you think I got a place? If you've been telling me that, one, no, I don't have a place, obviously, because I ain't going to what fucking where. But two, if you've been telling me that. Tell me when you signed a lease. Tell me when you really gone. Because you, my mom, don't expect me to pick up on your hint that you tired of me. I know you tired of me. You've been tired of me three kids ago. But I'm still here. But when you sign a lease and you moving and you got movers on the way, tell me that. Because that makes this more real. Like, I, I don't. And I know it's probably a lot of, like, mothers listening or who watched you, that and was, like, cheering I, it. I'll tell you where this is the part that, got, that had me fucked up. What? Or... So when she put him out the first time, yeah. all right, you didn't spend the night on the street. Yeah. To an extent, I'm okay with that. When he came. But when I came to the back, crib. and I'm telling you, yep. and I'm screaming, I'm crying, and you sitting up there crying on the other yep. side of the motherfucker yep. in this big-ass living room. Yep. Like, nigga. Because, again, the one night on the streets, I'm not mad. That's all part of the learn your lesson, bro. It's time to grow up. I'm not mad at none of that. Yeah. When I come to your door knocking, saying, Mom, I don't have any place to go. All my baby mamas hate me. My daddy ain't got no room for me. That nigga is me. I'm growing into him. He got mad 
various colored children over there. And guess what? You raised this kid. Yeah. So whatever he lacking is because you ain't teaching to him. Yeah. So if he a fucked up individual, it's your fault. Now, I understand that legally you can't be held responsible after yeah. 18. But nigga, this your child forever. Man. Like this some shit that came out of you. Now, I yeah. granted, I'm never going to know what it feels like to produce a whole child out of my own body. Yeah, but facts. I would assume I'm going to have an affinity with this child forever. Yeah. And no matter what, you know, motherfuckers love to say, I do anything for my child. I do anything for this. Well, you won't put that open the fucking door. Yeah. Fam. She ain't I'm even not, let the nigga come take a shower. I'm not saying bro. that you can live here. Yeah. You can come I'm in. You can come in. I'm your mom. All right. Nigga, when I go to work, you leaving too. Fam. She literally wouldn't buzz that nigga in, bro. That's fucked up. I, that fucked me up, bro. And I, I, yo, I teach she, his. How you know where she stayed at? Shit, he probably found that out when the movers came or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Conversation, paperwork, something like that. But teach me a lesson, bro. I get it. Teach me a fucking lesson. Again, that first night on the street is hard. It's rough. I don't got nowhere to sleep. I'm on the train. A nigga got his ass whooped on the train. That yeah. also caught me off guard. I'm thinking like, is these the niggas who he sold some shoes to? Yeah, like, I thought that. And then it was uh, his baby mama brother, Tiffany or whatever. Like, yo, because apparently he been. Uh, don't run down on me. Only punch me once, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to teach me a lesson punch. <laughs> I think it came up like, hey, sucker. Wow. And hit him with the black eye real quick. But uh, you, ain't, you wasn't fighting. You ain't fighting the nigga that beat your fucking cousin up. Hey. But you want to fight me because I told so that she was getting beat up. Emmett told uh, CPS um, that his girl, his baby mom, uh, the most recent baby mom, was getting beat up by her dude or her old dude or whoever the fuck. Yeah, my child ain't safe. So her brother or cousin or whoever ran up on Emmett on the train while he was trying to sleep in his motherfucking bedroom train. And the nigga punched him in his sleep, which is a fucking way to wake up. <laughs> Imagine you just get the your nigga shit walked rocked. Up, he was like, uh, fam, do I know y'all? Nigga, <laughs> don't rock me in my sleep, dog. That nigga, was, that nigga looked so fucking weird. Shout out to Jacob Lattimore, man. He's a, he's a good actor in this role. And it's fucked up, too, because like his character, for as fucked up as he is and as much as he needs to grow, he's a charming character. Like I, I appreciate his... Cause he a good dude. He got a lot of fucked up ways. He's trying to become a good. He dude. trying to become a good. He trying to turn into a man. But I don't think it's helping leaving that nigga on the train to sleep and getting jumped in his fucking sleep. Like, damn, you work at a barbecue rib joint. Yeah, I, I can't take care of three kids and myself. And you also bathing in that motherfucker. Like, clearly life is if you bathing in a barbecue rib sink. So let's let's examine this. I think an uh, issue that we have in uh, in our community was good. Where where we kick our kids out too early. Too early. Yep. So I've had this discussion, I don't know, ad nauseum over the last couple years using Arab and Asian families as the examples. A lot of them, most of them traditionally, no one leaves until they're married. That's just the way it is. And until you're married, you and whatever kids you produce, y'all all all live under one house. Y'all all all take on these bills and everybody is it's an all inclusive yeah. stay. In I'm not the saying home. that as the mom that I'm literally I'm going to take care of this kid for, for the your rest whole of my life. life. Yeah, no. no. But you're an adult now. Yeah. And you have a job. Yeah. So it's gonna cost you money Contribute. to live here. Contribute. And I'm not gonna abandon you. But just in general, yeah. I do think we put the children out far too often. 
And I black parents it, wait on eighteen. We are waiting on eighteen. And at man. the end of the day, I think it's because we poor, mm-hmm. and because I didn't want to have this baby in the first place. Hey. And that child for eighteen years has been a burden, and I couldn't love it without considering the fact that I look down on it a little bit in real life. And this is a giant generalization. Hey. Hey. It's not a married couple who kicking their kid out. Mm-mm. It's typically the single mom or the single dad. Like yeah. when y'all niggas get out there, I'm about to get my hoes back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's kind of what Emmett' mom is on. I'm about to go get a one bedroom, now, and I'm about to live my life. Now, granted, I mean, I'm assuming there there are parents, two parents, like, oh, you got to go. Yeah. But like, it just seemed like it is like we just do that shit too often, and like we setting our we setting them children up for failure. Yeah, because now I'm forcing you to get out there and purchase a apartment in an area that's not safe yeah or but it's all a, you can afford yeah or get a car um an interest rate that's too high yeah so or something that's not reliable yeah so it's like yeah we setting ourselves for failure and i think it's because one we're poor yeah and like i can't afford this is a financial burden on me yeah so when, when you turn 18 you getting out so i can save me some fucking money but that's how you force it to then become cyclical because when you kick your child out and they go get the high interest rate car and they go get the apartment either in the area that's not safe or in the area that is safe but they can barely afford it and now rent is exactly what their paycheck is yeah. when rent should be two to three times what you bring in monthly before taxes and now they over there and they can't fucking afford life now they credits fucked up. Now they credit score is fucked up. Now they've been evicted. Now they and got they a fucking think that when they have children at eighteen, it's time to kick them out. Hey, so again, cyclical. Now the next two generations are already poor because we decided eighteen years ago when this little nigga turns eighteen, he got to go. When we should be thinking contribute because yeah. if you're again you can't stay here for life i don't want you living here for life i want you to get up go be a man go get your own home whatever but if you're gonna be here from let's say 18 to 21 or something i don't know niggas get legal to drink they start wilding so that's a different story but if you're gonna be here once you 18 now that job you have i need a little bit it's of just a, it's, a, it's just a different subset of rules okay now that you're 18 yeah. and you're an adult you can leave pay this bill here. Pay this bill, and now the rules and regulations are probably yeah. around here going to be char- changed because I know I do have an adult in the home yeah. or around the home. Hey, you 18 with three kids. Clearly, you fucking. Yes. So you don't have to hide your girl under the bed no more, yeah. but you will have to pay this gas bill or you will have to contribute to this. Like, or like Jay said, yo, just slide me this much of your check per month or all your checks because he hustling a little bit. So I can then stack up, and maybe I'm stacking for me, but maybe. I'm getting a little nest egg ready for you for that day you do have to leave this motherfucker. Man, I don't want to. I don't want to um, pile on to um, the mom in this episode. Yeah. But this is she's my biggest problem in the whole episode. Okay, because she makes poor decisions to me. Um, dealing with Ronnie's grandmother, you made poor decisions because you stole medicine to help. Yeah, to help Ronnie, Ronnie when and he got, got shot. yourself fired. Yep. I'm not getting fired for you, fam. Yeah. I'm going to call the police, if anything, or ask for help for whatever. I'm not getting fired. That's a poor decision. Yeah. I think doing your son like that is a poor decision. I really do. But the biggest poor decision that yeah. had the most impact is Ronnie's in prison right now. Yep. The woman has Alzheimer's. She can't take care of herself, yeah. but you think it's okay for you to drop by once a day for a few moments and she's just going to be fine. Yeah. 
No, she needs to go to a she fucking needs home. Round the clock care. Fam. She needs to go into a home. You are a medical professional. You know this. Yeah. Then someone comes to the door and tell you about the eviction and everything yeah. like that. She been evicted. They buying this house. Yeah. And you're not. And you're doing this shit for free. Yeah. Like you're making poor decisions because you're making emotional decisions. Oh, it's a sad story. I don't want to see her lose. Her. No, she needs around the clock help. Yeah. And because of that fucking piss poor decision, some bad things fucking happen to her. So that that uh, particular set of characters kind of it impacted me a little bit because that's essentially what we had to do with my grandmother. My grandmother has been or had been in her house in uh, Hooper City, Alabama, since late 50s um she had been in that same house late 50s early 60s nobody has been in my my grandfather died while she was pregnant with my mom so there's never been another man in that house since 62 um nobody has been in that house with her since my cousin got sent from detroit to alabama when he was in high school so the mid 80s was the last time anyone lived with my grandmother she's been on her own for or had been on her own for about 30 years my grandmother is about to turn 91. She's too old. Can't take care of herself. Yeah. Um, certain things, yeah, she's capable of, but most things she's not, whether it's physical or whether it's mental. And a lot of that was decision making. You need to be around some people who could tell you. My grandmother, when she was 88, went and bought a brand new car. <laughs> and my mother cussed. She called that dealership. We went to Alabama. We got in that car. We drove to that dealership. My mama cussed them the fuck out and said it should be illegal that y'all sold an 88-year-old woman a brand-new fucking BMW. Mm. Why? Mm. Why? Or, I'm sorry, a uh, brand-new Volvo. Why? Why did y'all do that? Why did y'all sell her this brand-new fucking car? So, uh, it was... Her and my aunt went the fuck off on that dealership. But, again, it's decision-making. These When people, the elderly, at a certain point, lose a lot of their mental capabilities to uh to make sound decisions and with this scene with emmett's mom and ronnie's grandmother when that lady came by and said hey we've been sending letters we've been by the house eviction. we've been calling this is an eviction this house was under lease like she's been a tenant she didn't own this house she's been a tenant the landlord sold this house she can no longer Once live ago. here but hey, I have some pamphlets in the area that are within her price point for nursing homes she can go live into, assistant living homes she can live in. And she has more than enough to afford these. She can she's good. Emmett's mom at that point, because the uh Ronnie's grandma in the background, tell her get off my porch, fuck out of here. I've been in this house 30 years, I ain't going nowhere. Cool. That's an old person doing what old people do. Emmett's mom has to go sit down with her as a medical professional and say, yo. No, she needs to contact Health and Human Services yeah. because you don't work for her yeah. no more. That's a fact. Ronnie ain't there. Um, Ronnie's in jail uh, for confessing to killing Coogie, uh in season one. Um, but again, while he's gone and while I get it, you want his grandma to be in good care. You have been taking care of her. But fuck that. Call somebody Get some. Go back to the people who you, you used a, to work with. The Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. The, you harming right now. The company she worked for that had her working there in the first place. Go back to them and say, "Yo, I know I don't work with y'all, but my case, my home that I used to go to, 
It's not right. It ain't what it used to be. You so. fell victim to the emotional side. Yeah, yeah, And didn't use your logic and common sense. And that's, and it led to dire fucking consequences. Yeah. And it's, um, shout out to, uh, so for a minute, we had my grandmother set up with in-home care. And my grandma being, half of it's just being old and being kind of, you know, maybe not on the same page mentally as she used to be. The other half is just my grandma's mean as fuck. Like yeah. my, my grandma don't like human Fuck beings. on. I don't want my eggs like that. Fam. Bring some eggs in this bitch, goddammit. I'm gonna slap somebody. My grandma literally <laughs> interviewed uh everybody who we had do her in home care. Uh she interviewed my Aunt Tracy would go down there because my Aunt Tracy's in Atlanta, so they're accessible. Uh they would go down there, they do the interview, we hire them. One lady we interviewed, my grandma literally said, Yeah, I like her, she cool. Old girl came over for her first shift. My grandma called the police on her and told them she broke in her crib. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just old people move different, man. So Emmett's grandma is clearly not right of mind. She's not where she needs to be. Did you know the woman that plays her is like a Chicago radio legend? Like she was a uh, super popular DJ for mm. a long time in Chicago. That's dope. Um, but anyway, Ronnie's in jail. He's in uh county. He waiting on shit. Uh, he ain't had trial yet. And while he's in jail, I don't really know if this is a waste of a plot or not, but it seems like he's taking a liking to that one addict that's in there. So they show this dude that's an addict. Ronnie kind of tells him, he gives him something. He like, hey, put this under your lip and kind of suck on that. That'll help with the uh, pause. Uh, and that'll help with a lot of the. Here goes some plot holes, man. Uh, Ronnie is um in there. Working out and shit. Yeah. Shirt off, doing sit-ups yeah. and all this shit. Nigga, you got shot in the stomach like uh, two months ago. Yeah. Like That's a fact. Like tops. Matter of fact, it's still the same school season, nigga. Yeah. It's still the yeah. same school year. Yeah. Man, you just got shot in the stomach. Where your scar? How is you and this bitch doing sit-ups, fam? And you almost bled out I fucking in the crib. I sprained my ankle a month ago and I'm still limping on this bitch. Like, come yeah. on, man. You ain't catching no gut shot. And you never even actually went to the hospital for it. Yeah, like you almost bled out on your grandma's A floor. nurse put you together in your grandma's back room. Yeah. Fam, fuck out of here. Um, Ronnie has PTSD from being in the war. Ronnie was in the military. Uh, they do a couple flashbacks of when he first came home. Uh, and it was the typical black person in the military story. Coming back to the hood. Everybody's excited. Everything feels good. You feel like you got the world in front of you. I did my tours. And now I can come back and I can live my life. Uh, they talk about how somebody else had returned from being in, in the military. And within a couple weeks, he was already a fireman. Uh, he came back. So Ronnie was like, yeah, man, I heard about that. That's why I just... Uh, signed up to take the police exam. I'm going to go be a police officer. And that was his initial goal when he got out and he took the exam. He didn't pass um, and he was not able to move forward. And instead of retaking the exam or because you can't retake it, it's not the fucking SATs where your previous score hurts you and no shit like that. But instead of doing that, he started drinking. I felt like that was a bit of a cheap way to show how he became an alcoholic. And I say it was cheap only because he's about to kill himself, too. But I feel like they went around the PTSD because that's more than enough to become an alcoholic when you come back from war, nigga. How'd you like how they introduced him in Jason's life? Ha, ah, when they was kids. Yeah. Um, I always thought that was different. Yeah. I, I thought that him and the mom used to kick it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 
another somebody else was pregnant by yeah. I, I didn't know that he yeah. was like damn near grown not grown but he yeah. was in high school when he passed yeah and like high school basketball star so uh, that was he wasn't far off from high school then like yeah. i thought you tomorrow like he raised him i thought you raised him from like from she had youth. just had a baby yeah type of couple years old maybe yeah but no he was already a little kid you know what i'm saying and elementary like, so school out on the people, street why did people think this was your son and you didn't come around to the nigga already 10 yeah you had been in the war uh so that was a bit weird um but yeah, cheap way to to kind of escape the conversation of PTSD and what those effects were, and where I felt it was cheap was because you're trying to explore Kevin's PTSD uh, for seeing a shooting nice. and then being shot, but then you're avoiding Ronnie's by saying, "Oh well, he fell bad because he failed his police exam, so he started drinking." Like, no, nigga, he returned from the war fucked up. Let's get into that, yeah, because that's some shit too. Because Kevin saw one person get shot, Ronnie seen thousands. Let's talk about it, but whatever. They ain't get into it. Um, uh, speaking of uh, Kevin and the kids, because the Ronnie storyline, I feel like I just don't care. I don't. I, I mean, at I this don't. point, like I don't. I don't care. I care more about his grandma and what happened to her at the end. But we gonna get to that. Um, but him right now being locked up, he killed Coogie. Like I don't really know where we are going with this. And apparently, he gets out. Apparently. Um. So we gonna see how that shape. Uh, Kevin and the kids. So Kevin, Papa, and whatever to do with the braids is. Uh, first of all, all these little niggas is tall as fuck this year. They just grew like a motherfucker over a year. Yeah. Um, and uh, even the one with the dreads, he looked less like Lena Waithe than he did last year. Because yeah. <laughs> last year that nigga looked like a cold uh stud out this motherfucker. What? Yeah, because uh, like in, in, when they that age in real life, nigga, them yeah. y'all shooting up. This no facial hair, no. But now these niggas is tall. They Papa's still big, but that nigga grew a couple inches. Kevin, everybody voice deeper and shit. Like that one year was crazy. Um, but they're they're the more lighthearted side of episode one. We know that their storylines can all go drastically different. Uh, but Papa and Kevin got a science project to do or some shit. They um, I actually was cracking up during this part when they uh asked the old girl, the big girl. Nigga, you, you know what I thought about, dog? Uh, this is a. <laughs> uh, this is exactly when old girl had to explain um, the uh, the science fair project. This is what I thought yeah. about. <laughs> now, as y'all can see, we have a lion, we have a pond, and we have trees. Now, if y'all notice, we have zebra. That's hiding from this lion. This lion ain't looking at that zebra. This lion drinking the water. But back here, we have the sky. If y'all notice this little thing back here showing the little thing. Right there. <laughs> See that? That's little raindrops. But I'm gonna like, drop the I'm gonna drop the link to this YouTube video though. That nigga's funny as fuck. What's funny uh, is that nigga said little raindrops, but it sounded like he said little Wayne drops, nigga. <laughs> and it was a fucking cloud. It was like a <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, I was cracking the fuck up because yeah, she's they uh, smart. Shit, no? she was smart. Yeah, so the big girl that had to crush on Kevin last year uh, and had to crush on Papa, she like pretty much the whole squad. Um, she's real smart. She did her science project first uh, or her presentation first, and the teacher. Said it was dope. She got an A, whatever. God bless. And then the teacher picked Kevin and Papa to do theirs for the next week. Uh, and they asked her to help. So they had to build a volcano. So she was like, I, right, I help y'all. But by tomorrow morning, 
I need all this shit. And she hit them niggas with a grocery store list. $400 worth of shit. Nigga, $400 worth of snacks, nigga. That motherfucker. She said, I want a sour pickle with the peppermint already in it, nigga. I was crying, bro. Nigga, she is baby D, for real. No, literally, nigga. All the new snacks, nigga. <laughs> nigga said glitter. <laughs> but uh, He said a Fitbit. <laughs> and then ended it with a Fitbit. This nigga said $3,000 worth of snacks and said a Fitbit. So when she walked off, Kevin was like, all right, well, clearly we ain't got enough money to get none of the shit she wants. So uh, they decided to steal the fucking volcano from a previous science project that was sitting in their library. And uh, they did that. They remixed it, painted it. Put their own little concoction in it to make the shit blow up. They did it. They got a good grade. I always thought that shit was fucking stupid. The uh, science fair, yeah, volcano shit. I ain't a fan. Um, I know. Just like, all right, elementary school. First of all, I'm starting to think school is stupid at a certain point. Like, they say you don't learn anything new after like the fifth grade. Yeah, d- nigga. And, every, and after that's about that, that point. It's like it's the same shit. You regurgitating. You're figuring out new ways to use same formulas. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, and with science, I'm like, yo, all hey, right, fam. After I can read and like write sentences and paragraphs, yeah. uh, teach me how to count and teach me algebra, and I'm good. Which you know they barely even teach that anymore. Like writing, like niggas don't these new niggas don't know how to write cursive. I had a whole year worth of cursive, nigga. Well, my homegirl says she was uh having her her uh student in Chicago, by the way. Oh shit, uh, to the teacher, I think like seventh or eighth graders or something like that. Yeah, and um, she said she have them all them doing their assignments on the computer electronically now mm. um he was like one of them was yelling at the computer like why don't they change my words like it does the iphone mm. like y'all don't even know how to they you don't know how to spell autocorrect is ruining niggas um because it's making your kids now all you gotta do let me think about how this word should, could possibly start off and just yeah. wait for the autocorrect when are you gonna let your kid have a phone hypothetically Oh man, that's a good question, man. Um, and will it be a smartphone? Oh uh, man, I feel like it's twofold. Because I'm not mad at the parent that gives their kid a phone early in case of emergency. I get we live in that era. You ain't gonna find a payphone to call me from if something happened to you. It's probably gonna be a smartphone. Be honest, man. I'm not giving my kid a smartphone. I will because, get them a phone, but they because, can call me. That's it. Um, like I might need to text some information to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. back in the day, they had the phone with the four buttons. Yeah. Call one, two, yeah. three, four. But that was back in the days of T9 texting. Yeah. Shit. Nowadays, I mean. I get you a little burner Nokia. Yeah. That mean, you could text. So one of them mugs, I remember I had, somebody stole my uh, my Nextel way back in like 10th, 11th grade. So I got a little burner phone from, uh, from the video store, Video One over in Oak Park. Got a little burner phone. And then when I ran out of minutes... My niggas had one too. I realized you could text from it with no minutes. Mm. And we was the first niggas texting in like 11th grade, bro. And uh, it was T9 shit, that old shit. I but texting from my voice stream wireless. Yeah, man. <laughs> and we used to be on the fucking burner Nokia, boy, texting away, not a minute in sight. But uh, low key, uh, niggas used to get cell phones from the video store. From the video store. Like, that's where that's I got my, uh, my voice stream, aka T Mobile now. Hey. Like, I bought the bitches from the video store. I got my first Nextel, the big brick construction worker Nextel. I now, got that the from the video did, store. Like, video store. How did, I don't know how that connection that was. Them Arabs, man. Hey, we got them in the liquor store. We got them in the video store. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. And whatever. But uh, anyway, man, Kevin and them, the main thing that happened between the three of them, uh, Kevin and what's the dude with the braid, with the dreads name? I can't remember his name. But Reggie, little brother, the, the one, Kevin and him had fell out yeah. uh, last season. But 
this year, them niggas, they did some old school shit. Papa brought them niggas some boxing gloves, and he said, squab it out. Y'all got to let, he said, either y'all niggas is beefing and we ain't never linking back, or y'all niggas going to have to box this shit out. That nigga, first off, this nigga name is Michael Epps. Oh, shit. crazy. Mike Epps out here. His name is Jake, though. Jake. Yeah, so Kevin and Jake uh, threw on the boxing gloves. They squabbed it out. Um, and then it, they was all good again, man. And that's some old school shit. That's some shit we used to do when we yeah. was little. Like, you got beef with your mans, y'all niggas got to box it out or talk it out, whatever the fuck. But y'all can handle it and get back to business. Like, you ain't got to not be crew no more. Uh, just fucking squab it, man. And they did that. That was cool. What I'm worried about. So here's where. With, with the kids, at least, where I'm worried about. All right, so Kevin is also going to therapy. Um, his mom and his sister all encourage him to go to therapy because he's still fucked up from shooting Ronnie. Is and he, though? That's what they telling me. Cause, because the nigga don't seem fucked up to Because here's, here's, and maybe we get some development over the season, but here's Lena Waithe throwing in one of the hot topics right now, mental health. And then I feel like, again, they went about it kind of a cheap way. Oh, only what therapy. That's for white people. I, it was re, it was too obvious for fam, me. Like, it was know, too obvious. I've never heard anybody. Nobody in my entire family has ever said this shit to me. Therapy is for white people. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. I know I know that has that, that started to be a narrative on yeah. television. Yeah. And then once I heard like com- comedians and shit say it like yeah. that shit. Once they said that shit on Def Jam. That's the Bible. Yeah. Back in the day, early yeah, 90s, when, he said that shit, when they start, like, now it's like, it's like common to talk shit about preachers and say preachers is thieves and all yeah. that other shit. That shit came from Def Jam. And once the comedian said, then it ran with it. But like, I, I just, I, I don't, I, he don't seem fucked up. I, but that don't so, mean he isn't. And that don't mean he isn't. And that's what I'm saying. We might get some development uh, throughout the season, but for the first episode, for us to jump right into his therapy sessions, and we haven't seen him like have a, a flashback or a bad dream or wake up in a cold sweat or wild out and act up in class and just swing on a nigga because he just had like it was just wild. It felt like maybe we jumped a little bit. If anything, he was worried about he was worried about Ronnie coming to get him, yeah, trying yeah. to kill him. Yeah, and Other it's, than that. show me that though. Like, show me more. Show me he's scared to walk home because he did have that one flashback. Well, no, remember he was he was literally running yeah, from Ronnie. Yeah, like, that's when he flashed back to that. Or was that at the beginning when they were showing me last season? I think it was last season. Shit. Okay, so that was at the beginning of this episode when they did the previously. Yeah, previously. Okay, so that wasn't even a flashback. So yeah, y'all haven't shown me a current fear that he has. Don't make me. Have post traumatic stress, like nigga was gonna shoot me. He was, gonna, he was about to kill my friend. Yeah, so I shot the nigga, and I already saw him kill somebody, and went a whole season after seeing him kill somebody, and I didn't show signs of post traumatic stress syndrome. Cause season one, he killed Coogie. I saw it episode one, and then the rest of the fucking season, that nigga worry about candy and shit. Yeah, and like bicycles. And so it was, it was, it's, it's weird to throw that on me now because he shot the nigga in self defense. And then, granted, I get it. A cop shoots somebody when he, a cop draws his weapon. They got to take a hit. He putting himself in. He he trying to get his friend out the yeah, streets. Yeah. So again, not saying that he don't have PTSD and he not fucked up. They just didn't do a great job showing that. Or displaying that, so it felt kind of like a reach for him to be having that conversation. And it just about feels therapy. like the mom, like, all right, this happened to you. Hey, go t- talk to this lady, and then everything's gonna be all good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
in the month and they had the dramatic scene with his sister like you need to go see somebody and it was it just felt like we were missing something that's happened in the last whatever however long the uh the time has been you since we develop last somebody the character develop the sister character i would love it because i want to see i don't care about on. the mom i care about the sister yeah that's a woman that you can develop her 100 percent. i'm okay because she sister. was good in them couple episodes she was on last season yeah and then they kind of skipped by her and i'm like for her to have that connection with I kevin see and her more than the snappy comeback yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. and i thought i liked her scene where she ain't let emmett up and she threw that nigga whatever the fuck protein she threw out the bars. window the protein bar. i thought she was so here's where i felt they fucked up in the writer's room they should have threw them candy bars kevin was selling that's mm-hmm. what she should have threw down there. But, you know, me and Jay ain't in the writer's room yet. We're going to get there. And when we do, we're going to bring y'all niggas with us. I'll fix y'all show. I will literally fix your show. Nigga, we need to make. Uh, I got a short movie I'm about to do. Short film. Oh, I'll, shit. I'll Dope shit. Dope shit. Uh, and then that last scene. Uh, Who is these niggas? So in the final scene, and probably, honestly, I'm a. Are these the same niggas that Ron used to be hanging with? We don't know. Nope, this is not them because I recognized them in the flashback when he came home and they was hooping. These was not them niggas. We don't know these two niggas. Is these the same niggas that was going to steal the truck from? Nope, that ain't them. We literally don't know these two niggas. So in the final scene, probably one of the more disturbing scenes I've watched on like a television show because this was fucking disturbing. Nigga. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Ronnie's grandma's at home unsupervised ain't nobody there with her in the home she shouldn't be in by herself but she there and somebody knocks at the door she goes to open the door it's a young black man with a shirt and tie on and what do you say he was selling something for veteran he was oh yeah yeah, yeah. he was doing some veteran affairs so clearly he knows ronnie he has to know ronnie to have known that saying the veterans affair thing because i feel like that's a tie-in to like hey i know your son was a veteran so you care about like you knew she would get that. But she was like, you don't so at first enough she, to be a veteran. She ain't trusted. And then he pulled out a veteran's ID, which could have been real, could have been fake. Who knows? And she was like, oh, man. Like, okay. Like, she softened up a little bit once she saw the ID. And then, nigga, it went left, bro. They just start whooping grandma ass, dog. So I think the people who want her out that house sent them people. So I thought that. Cause like y'all just but came all, in there and fucked the house up. Y'all the other while yeah, he was beating her up. Yeah, the other, other niggas just the fucking the house up. Like you wasn't looking for nothing. I just was fucking the house up. So I thought that, but then my my like TV mind started thinking what well, I felt too obvious. Cause a day ago this white lady came by saying, "Hey, she's actually been evicted," and then now a day later she getting her ass whooped. And now it felt too obvious, but it could be real. Like, it, hey, we don't know who the white lady worked for. She could work for some goons in the streets, nigga. But either way, they whooped grandma's like, ass, bro. Ronnie, who you got beef with? Facts. You ain't did shit. I mean, but he has, though. You should got Coogie. But, like, hey. <laughs> you know, old boy ain't cut like that. But Ronnie was an addict. He could have stole from some niggas before. I don't know. I, I feel like it's something I need. What I don't want them to do. And I'm saying it right now. Lena Waithe, we love you up here. We are so excited for the shot to be back. But please, please do not just fucking let her get beat up and we never explain what that was. Don't don't pull a power on me, fam, and Thanks. just introduce some shit to me and then you walk away from it and don't say shit else about it. Like, I will not be happy. I don't even know if she alive, dog. Fam, that was disturbing, bro. It was. That was hard to watch, man. Like, I, I watched that episode twice. I was with someone both times. Uh, different people, though. Nobody 
could keep their head like looking at that scene. Everybody had to kind of turn away for a minute. That shit was brutal, bro. That was brutal, dog. That that was I'm I'm a credit the writers and the the directors with that's reality. That can happen and will happen in does happen. It it does happen in uh inner city Chicago, in inner city Detroit, in inner city Los Angeles. Look at they did at the Rosa Parks. Fam, that just happened on the bus on the subway in New York three like, weeks ago. Like niggas, broken road here in the city of Detroit, yeah. broken Rosa Parks house, beat her up and tried to rape her. Yeah. Rosa fucking yeah. Parks, fam. The lady, did you see the shit in New York a few weeks ago? When uh-huh. the oh you ain't see that video? That was like major. Like social media got that nigga arrested. Some dude on a train for no reason. Black dude on a train in New York. Just starts fucking stomping out this old 70-something-year-old lady sitting on a train minding oh, her business. That shit I can't watch. Bro, oh, I ain't watch it. I just read the story and got pissed off. And then, like, a couple hours later, nigga been apprehended. Social media got on his ass. But it was somebody recorded it. The nigga was stomping out literally the same shit. And this is three weeks ago, fam. And he stomped out a 70-something-year-old lady on a train in New York, man. Uh, somebody got to die. What I will say, though, uh, for, like, that incident in New York, don't sit idly by and record that. Go beat that nigga ass, bro. Like, hey, hold this. Yeah, hold my phone. Y'all record me whooping this nigga ass, bro. We not just finna... A whole train full of people can't watch me beat up no 70-year-old lady, Whole train should have jumped in. Whole fucking train. Like, yo. You might catch a shot to the face once, but you can't beat everybody up, nigga. And here's the thing. What happened to protect your women, protect your children, protect the elderly? These niggas is off limits. It ain't no rules to the fucking game no more, man. And this was a grown ass man that did this shit. He wasn't like no wild ass little kid that's just our wilding. Like, I don't know if he was a drug. Addict. I don't know what the fuck dog problem was. I'm saying like, take your keys out your pocket. Yeah. Put them bitches in yep. a key in, in between each yep. of the fit and fuck this nigga up. Yo, two to the eye with that key uh, in this whole fight, nigga. But uh, anyway, yeah, man. Ronnie's grandmother gets uh disturbingly assaulted in her home by two dudes who, at this point. We're just going to say we hope have a purpose. Uh, we hope we find out who sent them, why they over there. Right now, we have no fucking clue. Well, that's a random in, burglar in the area and shit. Yeah. And it, I would hate for them to brush. Because, again, that feels cheap to me. Because something that major, after a minute ago, you told me she should have been evicted and you got white people trying to get her out the house. I don't know. I just don't want them to take the easy route out of... Oh, well, we just in Chicago on the south side of niggas be breaking in. But uh, either way, that was how the episode ended. How'd you feel about the episode? Um, I'm glad he he found his truck, got his truck back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brandon got his truck back toward the end. Um, I do feel like it was related to Reg. As soon as you went and talked to Reg, he got his fucking truck, truck back. Truck came back. Mm. Um. And did you peep uh, when he first told Jerrica his truck got stolen? She said, call the police. Yeah. And he had that hesitant, like, no, nah, I don't call the police. I don't trust the police. Show who want to call the fucking police. Yeah, I don't trust the police. If they call the police. Black men from certain neighborhoods, from certain backgrounds, from certain economic statuses don't immediately go to call the police. That's just not. And I get it. Yo, like our relationship, fam, I've literally... I called the police on a domestic disturbance happening uh, when I was a kid next door. Man used to beat his wife all day, all night. During the summer, their door would be open so you could hear it loud and fucking clear. Yeah. So I called the cops. 
Cops say we on the way. We be there in 20 minutes. Cool. Now it's summertime. Everybody front doors open. You letting the breeze in. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, me, my mom, and my dad. My dad, this was his first couple months out of prison. Me, my mom, and my dad in the kitchen. We fucking hanging out, cooking, playing around. I jump on my dad's back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just tussling. We're literally in the kitchen having fun in front of the screen door. <laughs> Police come. They were walking past my crib to go to the address I gave them. Because it's literally next door. This is one number higher. Nigga, they burst in our fucking screen door when they see me jumping on my back. My mom's laughing, like, as all as we're playing around. Yeah, we're, playing. we're playing around. They burst in the fucking screen door, kicked the fucking screen in, ran in there, guns up. My dad's on fucking probation, nigga. Or out on parole, I mean. Like, yeah, and they and he can go back. He can go back literally for having an incident involving the police. Because you can't have police contact. Can't have that contact. Fam, they come in there, guns drawn, kicked the door in, went crazy. And me and my mother standing there scared us. Nigga, I'm 12. I called the police to help the lady getting her ass whooped next door. So I understand why Brandon didn't immediately say, let me get the fucking boys involved when my truck got stole. But Jay brings up a good point. Could have been Reggie. Because as soon as he went to see Reggie about the gun, told him what happened. And that truck came back in a flash. All of a sudden, the police knew where it was at. Yeah, or one or Reggie homeboys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Knew because Reg yeah, yeah. himself don't really give a fuck. Yeah, about he don't care that about shit. that truck. That money. But like, you ain't selling that work for me. They show the 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 one bodyguard too much with the yeah, brains. Yeah. They always show and him. Why he keep uh putting his hand on the gun like he gonna pull it? Relax. Like, like he he he's important in the in the show because he be having like speaking roles yeah, sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, but I still don't really rock with him because of the way he let his man get caught up last year. Yeah. Cause you knew who fucked your man, your original boss, and you let that nigga Reggie live. Come on, bro, you ain't real. You talking about shit? As long as you got to connect, we straight. Nah, bro, I don't like that nigga. Ain't no loyalty in these streets. Yeah, so something up with that man. And um, yeah, so maybe cause like the two niggas who was gonna try to get him to sell drugs, yeah, yeah. on a truck. Like, where them niggas at? Yeah, and when he tried to get Reggie the gun back, Reggie told him, like, yo, nigga, we still ain't square. Don't think that just because you found that gun that I needed last season that now this makes us even. Like, no, I'm going to still need you. So clearly Reggie's still going to have Brandon involved in some shit he don't want to be involved in. I'm like, look, fam, you gave me the gun back. Don't come around or I'm going to use this bitch on you. Yeah, like, get up out of here. Get up out of here. Don't let me see you again, bro. Like, hit him with that old school shit. I don't want to see you around anymore. But he gonna fuck up Brandon shit some way, somehow. Oh, last development real quick that we didn't get to. Brandon tried to find a regular job after the uh, truck got stole. He tried to get back in a restaurant. Whoa, that shit irritated the fuck yeah, out Yeah, he tried to get back in a restaurant. He was talking with Jerry because she like, you could work anywhere. Um, but he was like, I want to work for somebody black. Like, I want to do some black shit. And she was like, oh, well, there's plenty of black yeah, restaurants. Like, I don't want to work. I'm tired of working for the white man. Yeah. And she was like, it's plenty of black restaurants. And he said, but are they Mich- five Michelin stars, yeah. though? Like... I'm used to working in like top restaurants. And so he went, he found a lady, he did an interview, he made her one of his again, this was fucking pork in uh polenta. White people in pork. That nigga it but she was black as shit. Yeah. But uh anyway, he made her a dish. She said it tasted good, but she was like, I don't taste no soul in it. Like, what's the story? Like what's the story? Fam, I ain't never went to no restaurant I was like, what's the story behind the steak? <laughs> tell me tell me tell me about this tell me about these lentils like yeah like i get it <laughs> like nigga she like nigga you said this food tastes great yeah 
But it's I don't got not a story. Like who here was f- my thing though. I'm not coming in here to cook my food. I'm cooking your food on your menu. So that story behind your shit ain't was it'll be in every dish I make at your restaurant. But my story, so they kind of played that with uh because when he told Jerrica, he later mentions like, oh man, a story about when he used to cook for Coogie. And she was like, That's your story. Cause he ain't had one for the lady when he was trying to cook for her and shit. She was like, no, Coogie's your story. So when he got his truck back, he spray painted over the original name, whatever the taco shit was. And he made his food truck. Coogie's food truck. Some basic that they could have been a little more creative in the writer's room with, but whatever. Um, and that was the episode, man. That was episode one, uh, of the shy. Me and Jay are going to be back weekly with that shy review. So if y'all haven't seen the episode, uh, spoiler alert at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more importantly, man, make sure you watching the shy every Sunday at, uh, what, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. Nine or 10. I um, wonder, cause you know, it, it, can, it dropped like a week early. Yeah. This first episode was up mad early, like, like last hella Tuesday. days in advance. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on that too. Yeah. Loki might check tonight, see if that bitch out. Uh, and I'm going to still watch it when it air live because I don't want to fuck with ratings. But if we can get ahead of the game, we definitely will. But catch up on the shy. If you didn't see season one, I don't know how you made it through this whole episode. But catch up on that because it was a great season. I'm hoping season two is just as good, if not better. But uh, it's definitely some shit they can work on in season two. But we're going to see how it develops. We got 10 episodes coming. We back with the weeklies. I'm Ant. That's Jay. This Week in Culture, episode 38. We out.